This week on We Hate Movies, it's the story of a sad guy with a sad life and a sad bookstore. It's Notting Hill. I'm Andrew Jupin. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you coming after me. I, uh, oh, jeez. Um, ooh, uh, Stephen Sadak. Ooh, ha, ha. Uh, Eric Siska. A fancy shag. <laughs> it's Chris Cabin. Hi there. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in as always. If you're uh, new to this adventure that we're on, we're a comedy podcast where we take a movie of uh, any ilk and uh, make fun of it for a little while. And uh, this week, we're talking uh, Roger Michel, uh, the late, great Roger Michel's uh, 1999, too long for its own good rom-com, Notting Hill. Yes. Now close your eyes, everyone, in a picture like magazines, like Podcasting Weekly. And the yes. We Hate Movies, you know. And just, oh, wait, there's another one. Oh, we're smiling maybe on the road oh, or oh, something. Wait, wait, excuse me, Eric. I must do this. They talk about the movies that suck ass. Oh, they're God. talking about bullshit. Now, hang on a second, Chris Cavan. Let us not get into this knocking Elvis Costello. Can I, we please... I, I, dude, I, I, can, I, can I join Chris? Can we do I lo- Hey, and I love Elvis Costello. Sure. I can knock the shit out of him because, like, this is the corny. Like, his involvement of this is almost arbitrary. It's just that it's used in this way. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It's a crappy it used- song. Yeah, yeah, I also don't like the song. I, 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 I'm with Steve on that one. This I is not a good song. I Costello a lot. I had no idea this was him until right now. <laughs> really? How did you miss that voice? That I guess just... I was too busy reading Newsweek. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I understand Hollywood that. women take over. Yes. What's, oh, man. What's crazy Still is... waiting on that one, by the way. <laughs> on the march. Yeah. This whole movie, you realize when you're rewatching it now, like in hindsight, this whole movie is just kind of that scene from Ocean's 12. Yeah, well, I was, yes. And, and mm-hmm. that's what's so excruciating about it. I mean, is any has anyone ever, as a, as a movie star presence, commented on their stardom in film more than Julia Roberts? Like, it's that, mm. it's this. Uh, uh, I want to say America's Sweetheart has a lot to say about that as oh, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a maybe, lot, Julia. Maybe uh, Woody Allen or something. Yeah. <laughs> she has been well, on Woody I, Allen I was going to say, like, of, of the modern, like, big Hollywood star now, yeah, Jules is at the top, but, like, Golden Age, like, those yeah. fuckers were playing, like, celebrities all the time. Like, Got not it. themselves or whatever, but I feel like there's a lot of movies, especially, like, romantic whatevers where it's like a hyper famous person who's being played by a hyper well, yeah, famous right. person. This is not inspired by films of yore. This apparently actually happened to Richard Curtis's friend. Yes. Which what? which they won't tell you the celebrity. So it's oh I mean, it's, it's, fake. it's fake. Yeah, it's fake. It's yeah, fake. Yeah, yeah, it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Very Somebody young, was the dating Rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> you have to run to Russell, WrestleMania to, <laughs> to propose or whatever. I'm just a man asking if you could smell <laughs> what I'm cooking. Yeah. 
Oh yes, yeah, would oh, you uh, would you like to buy some travel books? <laughs> uh, don't buy that one. That's a bullshit artist. That guy who uh, who wrote that one. He's a bullshit artist. Here's a good one. Yeah, I love stocking my store with garbage because <laughs> they yeah. love it. Should I know the neighborhood of Notting Hill uh, just as a, as, a, as a general? It's a, it's a, it's a popular. It's yeah. a, I mean, a popular dude, neighborhood. Uh, I mean, but as far as like. Americans knowing about it, it's this movie and nothing else. So Probably, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, before we're, this, I have no idea what the situation gotcha. was. But we're like, not welcome yeah. there. We're not welcome there. I don't know if it was like, yeah, exactly. I don't know if it was like a thing where like, oh, everybody knows that it was a cute neighborhood, you know? It's like, apparently a very bougie. I asked about this when I reviewed it on Letterboxd. It's sort of like a bougie, uh, like a sort of expensive kind of neighborhood. And the fact that a dude lives there making a living at a shitty travel bookstore is apparently unbelievable. Crazy. Absolutely out of the... <laughs> I, I've, I've been to Notting Hill. It, uh, oh. It, oh I, 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 yeah, there's that picture of him. He looks like a big fucking idiot going, there's where the big blue door was! <laughs> my favorite movie! Did you bring a travel book, you schmuck? I bought the Thailand <laughs> book that he asked. Yes, that one specifically. No, it's Turkey. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, wait a second. Um... Uh, no, I, I've been there it, on like they do a big on Sundays, like the uh, they put like it's like a market, like a farmer's market thing. Mm. People come out, you walk down, you buy a scone, such and so forth. Looks you fun. walk for a while. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, yeah. But it is. I mean, uh, I, I know. Here's the thing. I know nothing about like what uh, Americans who are really into British stuff would know about Notting Hill before this. I know nothing about that. Oh, I bet you they probably know about it because it's a very posh, as yes. as Andrew said, it's a very posh neighborhood. There is uh, a, gr- a concern in America. There's a growing number of royalists out yes, there. I don't like people it. People that are obsessed with the British royals, and I imagine they go over all every, you know, they're, they're, they're Anglophiles. Oh, yes. And I'm sure they love this. I mean, this was, when this came out in 99, this is as important to the special relationship as anything that's ever happened in the 90s, I think. Absolutely. Getting Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant in the same room and fall in love with each other. I mean, if they could actually have gotten them to get together in real life and to mate, that would have really been the coup. Oh, to that really mate, by the way, like they're fucking <laughs> apes at the zoo. Can, can, I, can I just really quickly, I don't think they have great chemistry and I, I don't know what director direction Julia Roberts received or what she was trying to do. This low-key thing she's doing is... It's putting me to sleep. Like she's just is whispering this entire movie. I, like there's no none of that like fun bombastic she's, she's Julia whisper- Robertsness of it. You're absolutely right. Yep. She's whisper talking and and he's he's talking and acting exactly like C three PO. Well, that's I, I think the the Keith. I uh, my secret thing is I don't think Julia Roberts really has chemistry with anybody. Like she herself is a great actress and like Erin yes. Brockovich. I think she's incredible in. I, I really do. I love that performance. I think she's amazing in it. And when she was younger, like she was a star, like I, pretty woman will be on this, on this show at some oh, point. Yeah. It is nuts, yeah. but she is, inc- it, you cannot keep your eyes off her in that movie. And uh, same thing with mystic pizza. Uh, and, <laughs> she's but, got a quality. She's, a, she's definitely, it, it a really star. is. It's, there's something about her. She's magnetic, but like, as far as like her being attracted to other people, I've never, the sexiness thing or like, even like the romantic thing, it's always felt like a big put on to me. And like, she's a big enough star where that put on works, I guess. But like, in this case, I was like, it's not there at all. Like with Richard Gere, at least a little bit. Real quick. It's okay to like a movie. This is a beloved film. A lot of people love it. And uh, I thought it was okay. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, guys, happy Valentine's Day. What'd you give me? 
Chocolate. Uh, oh, really? Oh. Chocolate. I got you some chocolate. Um, <laughs> was that sand in there? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The uh, the low key thing. Yeah, it's interesting, Steve. Right, because this is an, an you know rom com Julia Roberts and like other movies Julia Roberts are kind of like the Denzel Washington and Gun Denzel situation. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Because yes. like you know she's not like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the pelican brief. <laughs> no. You know. No, exactly. Th- this is a weird low key thing and I think what the direction was was um you hate being up every second of the day. Yes. <laughs> like this is a woman that yes. hates her celebrity. Yeah. It's a cursed kind of a thing. So she's kind of playing like this is how she plays, you know, miserable and alone. Yeah. But it just does kind you're, you're right. It does kind of come off as like sleepy and tired and I think that's just because we are just so used to the bombast yes. of, you know, that big laugh, which you only get a little bit in this movie and so on. It, you know what I mean? So it is kind of off-putting. It's clearly a choice unless she had mono, but it's clearly a choice <laughs> as to yeah. what she was doing. Turned out she was just really bored. <laughs> I believe just, it. I, I, I've watched a movie. I believe it. Uh, we start with you, Grant. Uh, well, uh, for the, the we should say the Elvis Costello montage is excruciating. Oh and, and what are we even doing with that? Like, it's, oh, a guy got a, a tattoo that says, I love Ken. That's a problem, Mr. Hugh Grant. Oh, a woman getting her hair dyed blue. That's a problem, Hugh Grant. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Beavis and Butthead uh, chapel doors. Yes. <laughs> he calls that woman Cookie Monster. He does oh, when he's, oh, that's after disgrace. the Jules montage. Yes, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's. Yeah, uh, him just narrating, he's like, oh, yes, my. My shitty little fucking neighborhood with all my shitty little fucking people in it. Oh, boy, I love just ha, ha, oh. living in this shitty trash ass neighborhood. All these whites are the wrong kind of whites. <laughs> they should be my kind of whites that I want. God damn it. It is so weird to try to paint a picture through this narration. I know Love Actually also tries to do this, but sure like does. you're trying to make make us sit down and and and, and get into this setting. This narration's not the way to do it for me anyway. No, uh, but no. We do open with it, it, it's the it's the it's the Elvis Costello song over like all of this Julia Roberts footage yep. of as Anne whatever her name is and Anna Scott. Scott and th- some of this should be funny. I, you know what I mean? Like let's have a little bit of fun with what her fake career could look like. You know what I mean? Like well, we, right? Yeah, we're, but we're not doing that. It's all just no. licensed entertainment tonight footage. Of exactly. Her from actual like, yeah. like, and that's like. You're watching this opening, and I was like, oh, no. They're all from the opening shot. They're blurring the lines of yes. this yes. character and her. They're doing the Ocean's 12 thing. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> it just, you know, she kind of looks like, you don't say. Yep. What? Uh, Wait, what? Uh-huh. But, yes, we're uh. welcomed into Notting Hill. Uh, but let and- me quickly say they do play with that celebrity a little later in the film because if you guys noticed, Helix, the science fiction space film, gets her the Oscar. Okay. Sure. Oh. Which is insane. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Helix. Yeah. The Helix. Helix starring was- Clark Peters. Yes. yes. <laughs> I wish I I wish. I, I would love to watch Clark <laughs> yeah. Peters and Julia Roberts in a movie with a young Misha Barton. Yeah, space. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Is uh, the little girl Misha Barton? Is oh, that yes. right? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh shudder. I just turned to his skeleton over here. So <laughs> um, that was that, that was a big year for her. She was also in what do you call it there? Uh, blah, 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 the Shyamalan, which is Sixth Sense. Oh yeah, Ooh. Misha Barton's in the Sixth Sense. She's the little girl ghost. 
the girl that gets like poisoned by her mom. Oh, jeez! Oh, wow, I yeah. I am beyond <laughs> overdue for a rewatch of that. You know, it's funny. Movie. Is, I forget we were doing some Shyamalan. Maybe it was when we did The Village, and I went back and I rewatched Unbreakable, and mm-hmm. then kind of went forward a little bit, but I didn't. Go didn't all the go way. back all the way to Sixth Sense. I don't know why. Because now I think it's it's going on like 10 years I've been going like, you know, I got to rewatch the Sixth Sense and just have not done it. It's a solid watch. Yeah. Uh, but so, yes, we're Welcome to Notting Hill uh, by uh, Hugh Grant and he owns a travel bookstore um, and <laughs> he's also he's super divorced, by the way. Oh, extra yes. divorced. With two uh, whole, like she left me in the night kind of divorced for oh, Harrison yes. Ford lookalike. Right. You know what? You tell me. There's a dude. Yes. I know you're that talking about. It was left. This woman left Hugh Grant for a guy that looks like Harrison Ford, which like that's kind of just like a fucking you know a lateral move. Well, I, I would argue a trade up, and I would oh, make that. Time. I would make that lateral move, and I'm lo- looking forward to. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, anytime. Point point is, you got to show me that yes. guy and because yes. we're doing stupid stuff that guy is just harrison Ford well, that, great. Yes. I, I guarantee you they had that in like the original of draft of this script was the the the, the divorced wife uh the, the ex-wife was coming by occasionally being like oh do you have my alibony <laughs> and she's some like mike lee nightmare and, and then she sho- annihilates and she shows up at one point and harrison ford's with her and like that's it. Top of the morning to you. I'm British as well. <laughs> uh, you could be right, Chris, because this is uh, a, apparently a famed three-hour initial cut before oh, the studio made them uh, excise a full hour of a motion picture. Wow. Here. But I feel I, like it was like maybe they sent that script to Harrison Ford and it was like, get out of my mailbox. I'm sure it was. <laughs> and I mean, if I had seen if it was tough enough getting through these two hours and four minutes. If this thing had been three hours, I'm walking into the ocean. I'm Dunkirking. Oh, I'm shit. going full off. Someone make make that movie. We gotta see this happen. <laughs> so every time uh, this is uh, something Calista Flockhart has talked about uh, ad nauseum. Every time they're watching television and Harrison doesn't like what's on TV, he goes, "Get off my TV!" and changes the channel, <laughs> and it's really annoying. She's like, "I, I got it." Been, I, I got it 20 years ago it's, too. It's uh, it's it's funny every time, Harry. It's chopped it really again. Is. Get off my TV. You know? oh, get God. off my t- get off my TV. It's time for an Air Force One legacy sequel. <laughs> oh yes. He's just riding a plane and then it gets taken off. <laughs> or how about this? It's like he's meeting up. You it, the, oh, this is what you could do. This is what you could do. He's meeting up with a bunch of other fellow ex-presidents for the funeral of another ex-president. And then, boom, some sort of terrorist attack, let's say Gary Oldman's brother in this case. (laughs) Sure. And then all the ex-presidents have to get into action. I love this. I would watch that. Absolutely. Uh, So since he's divorced, he bought this house in the very expensive Notting Hill neighborhood. He's got to pay for it somehow. So now he's got a flatmate played by... Reese fans, which this Welshman right here is the star of this movie. Oh, yeah. He's the only thing to watch. Like, he's, ha- he's having fun. It's very sitcom y, but I don't mind it because. Yes, it, no, it, I'll take it, this. It needs it. You it, do, it does need it. It needs someone else in the mix. I'll tell you what, this movie did need those. Uh, some hard-coded subtitles for receive funds here. Oh, my God, oh. this accent was a little tricky at first. It is. It takes a little bit to get into it. Um, he's uh receive fans. He's in. Uh, Nyad as well, uh, which is oh, really? oh, who's he play the boat? 
he he plays like the the na- the like the the weather navigator guy. It's like oh you okay, know. but it's so funny because I was like oh wow good for Reese fans. And then at the end of the movie they show you they they show you everybody who everybody was, and like this dude looks exactly like Reese. Oh, wow, you know what I mean? Like, really? like, they had no choice but to hire Reese fans. It looks nice. exactly like him. Like well, this uh, our our real life weather navigator wasn't Welsh, but uh, <laughs> I, we got to do it. I you know I don't know what to tell you. It looks exactly like him. I mean, they you know that they knew that he was the star of the show because if you watch the trailers for this movie, oh, yes. yep. he was at least fifty percent of it, if not seventy five percent of it. And then they use literally the only good scenes with Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant to also pepper in, like be- the the scene where she's talking about like waking up uh, the Rita Hayworth line about mm-hmm. waking up with. The real right. Rita with the and the uh, right. uh, Gilda, go, to, going to bed with Gilda, waking up with yes. reality. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's funny, Chris, because last night was the only time I've ever seen this movie. And because of the trailers and just like the 30 years of this movie, I literally thought I was like, there's a lot less uh, Reese feds than I would have thought there was there would have been. You know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> well, yeah. there's all those other friends that are so fucking boring. And yes. like they it goes like I get it. Like you want to have some sense that he has a life outside of just this relationship so i i get it but like i just found them none of them compelling well i will jump in front of the train here and see i uh, i find the friends charming oh. and uh i think they're all relatively well cast because they all come off to me uh as legit longtime friends there's something about it in the mix i don't know what worked for me about it but i just uh, i one of my takeaways this time was like I like all of them. Yeah, I like he, Hugh Bonneville quite a bit. I, I, I oh, always, he's I, he's funny. He's he's a little bit of a scene stealer with some of his. I'm a terrible stockbroker. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get yeah. fired. I am fired. Yes, and they can uh, roll with a burnt guinea fowl really well. <laughs> with yeah. the best of them. Absolutely. So yeah. we we meet. Uh, we we go to uh, Hugh Grant's bookstore. It's a travel bookstore. Travel travel books only, which is, makes sense. No, mm, <laughs> not. Really. I mean no. I mean, in a, in a in a world in 1999 when like you could have multiple bookstores and you should move this to the airport. <laughs> you, you know they do sell these at travel agencies. Like yes. they just sell them. You could just go there and buy them. Well, uh, no, but there's like I feel like what there's not. You could have specialty bookstores. What I'm getting at. Sure, back in that's the day, yeah, but a thousand what, years ago. What I'm saying though is like what they don't super specify is like there's. There's travel books in the sense of like, I don't know, uh, 101 places to visit when you go to Istanbul or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. That kind of shit that's specifically like tourist stuff. But then also the stuff that like, I wish they kind of specified more because you could make the bookstore a little more interesting. Like books about traveling and people, chrono- uh, you know, chrono- yes. uh, uh, chronicling yeah. their adventures. Travelogues, etc. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff, well, which I feel like so- he's trying to push her towards with one of those books. But like the vibe that you get from this movie because the movie is just like this is a shitty store repeatedly is like it's just filled with gift books about like Italy's best sandwiches. Well, well, yeah. But that's the funny thing is she comes in and she picks up one of those big glossy books, you know what I mean, which is probably uh, whatever, like 50 great meals to have in Turkey or whatever. And he's like, oh, you'd much rather this. And it's like a small, like, you know, travelogue, like kind of one color, like all text kind of a book. Like, a Bourdain style, like But probably. that's not the same thing. You, like she's yeah. looking for, she, she's looking for a coffee table book to get her friend who knows, you know what I mean? Like, you know, right. 
He's just a pushy like yes. a book a bookstore owner at that point. I mean, because well, b- b- Babe walked in. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 knows she's uh, he knows. famous. He knows yes. who she is. He, he oh, plays he it cool. Small actions can make a big difference in someone's life. For instance, I started waking up a little earlier, and I cannot believe how much I'm getting done around the house instead of procrastinating all the time. Small actions do have those big benefits, folks, like waking up earlier, like I was just talking about, or taking care of your gut. That supports whole body health. It starts right in the gut. Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic benefits your gut, skin, and heart health in just two capsules a day. I started to use Seeds Daily Symbiotic and I cannot believe how much better I feel. I feel lighter on my feet. I have what I like to call increased regularity you can count on. Boy, I bet you like hearing me say that. Uh, Seed is easy to fit into your daily routine and uh, the free travel vial from the welcome kit means I can take it on the road when we go on tour with the podcast. And personally, I like Seed because they have rigorous scientific testing and unlike some other brands, no synthetic ingredients and chemicals, none of that stuff. Probiotics and prebiotics work best when used consistently like other health routine habits. And Seed's subscription service easily builds the DSO-1 into your routine with no refrigeration needed, which is another key thing for travel. So trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic by going to seed.com slash WHM and use code 25WHM to get 25% off your first month of Seed. That is 25% off your first month of Seed's Daily Symbiotic by going to seed.com slash WHM and use code 25WHM. That is S-E-E-D dot com slash WHM. Uh, but like, I, yeah, I'd be it'd be funny if like the heat. Well, yes, uh, technically we do have uh the sun also rises because he's traveling there. And, <laughs> you know, he's he, it's he's reporting what happened there. You know, technically. Oh yes, and we actually yes we do have uh, uh my travels with Charlie the the Dickens book. Uh, we thought it was pretty good. Oh, oh, oh and we have Dracula because he takes a boat. <laughs> it was a true story, actually. They did they did do that. The, um, yeah. uh, um, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. They travel through the uh, wardrobe there. So. Um, <laughs> We had this, that in Britain for about a decade, the, the wardrobe there that we could go into and be like, oh, hello, lion. Oh, and this, this, this here is an expanded universe Star Wars novel where they travel to a new planet. <laughs> I, but I, what I would have loved to see them do, because there is, I guess, the attempt here is to be a little like classical and like have no time markers, really, like other than Beavis and Butthead. And which a certain, is, uh, which is a big one. But like. Why doesn't he have like a, a, a burgeoning like online business where he like sells like used tra- like old original travel books like in ninety nine? I think that's when that's yeah. starting. No, I, I think Amazon I, it's, was starting. Yeah, it's uh, it's too small and it's written by a dude who doesn't know anything about that. Of course, that's not going to be. But I, but the, I don't think it's an of course thing. I think it's just a matter of like he didn't want to do that because that is a whole. I, I, if you want me to pay attention to this business, which is more than it should be in this movie already, like I want to know a little bit about it, and not just be like, "Oh, this this guy's stealing from me." Oh, this guy wants a book. Fuck this guy for wanting I mean, a book. I agree. I agree. I agree with you about that. I just don't think we need like a subplot from You've Got Mail about the internet <laughs> is killing my bookstore. I, I guess no. What, what what I'm saying is like I wish he was like accepting that and was like doing orders 
Because otherwise, I don't understand how you're keeping this. Well, that's a, yeah, he's just that's seems, a great question. He seems thrilled to light money on fire. Yes, we do also get uh, Dylan Moran here. Uh, LOL. Oh, the nerd nerd from Shaun of the Dead. Yes, who also had a a, a uh, BBC sitcom where he owned a bookstore. So it's kind of humorous that he's oh, the book thief here. It's cheeky, isn't it? Is it? it? Is, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> if you know black books, then yeah, it's that's the name of the show. Yes, got it. <laughs> Was it before this movie or after? I think it was definitely before. He, he sells Bibles. Started or before, at least. <laughs> definitely sells, started before. I don't oh, know if it was. Oh, no, Black, uh, Black Books is 2000. So there you go. Oh, wow. Really? So oh, maybe, maybe that saw, got him the Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, book thief guy. Yeah, he that stole, guy stole looks it. good in a bookstore. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, sees, yeah. he sees this guy stealing a book and, uh, and he goes and he's like, he puts a book down his trousers and he's like, Well, oh. if you would like to remove that book from your trousers and, and wipe it off. Wipe it off. Wipe it off, yeah. You know this dude is like, especially once you get caught with a book down your trousers, you get a little pee comes out, maybe you're like, ooh, oh you get a little scared, <laughs> a little startled. Yeah, like I guess it's only because the store has to be on hard times that he would not oh. like sacrifice that book. I mean, the other thing too is to be like, you put it down your trousers, you've bought it, dude. Yeah, yes. oh yeah. Yes. Oh, it's like taking it into the bathroom. It's George time. Yeah, it's, this book has been flagged. Yeah, yeah, don't, you can't be going back. I, I mean, they tell you straight out. He says, we just had a big sales push and we're negative $347. Like, like this place is going under. And yeah, like, oh, yeah. to to make me at least believe that it's not a, like, like, I, she has to buy it. At the end of this, like, she yep. has to buy it outright. And that's no, the only way that, this thing is surviving. He becomes a house husband, dude. He just, he gets saved. <laughs> sure. He turns into Adrian Pazdar in the uh, Dixie Chicks documentary where he's just hanging out. <laughs> That's oh, the dream. It that is. is the dream. What oh. a fucking pull, Steve. I just, I know, I think about it all the time because Adrian Pazdar is like having a blast. It's like, yeah, I take the kids to wherever, man. Cool. That was kidding. on Heroes that one time. <laughs> you remember that or? Take a what? drink. No. Oh, the guy from Near Dark? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, really? Married, in, in that Dixie Chicks documentary, he it is, it's even before Heroes, so it's like real career nadir. He is just mm. her house husband, and it is my dream come true. So that's that's where <laughs> that's where Hugh fucking comes in at the end, man. It's just yeah, I guess like, that's true. Yeah. But it feels like he's like, he keeps this thing up. I don't think he's abandoning ship. Yeah. Uh, but so they kind of have a back and forth. Uh, she does buy the, she buys, quote unquote, the wrong book. And kind of leaves. Uh, he's she gotta, does kind of make some sexy remark about like I couldn't fit that down my trousers. Oh or something. yeah, and mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> and like here, it makes sense that she's very subdued and quiet because she doesn't want to get noticed, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she leaves. Uh, he's got this, of course, because we always need this. The uh, hapless employee guy comes back. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. and so this this relationship here is really awkward. So it's like he goes out. To get Hugh Grant a cappuccino. And I guess their whole thing is like they just playfully switch off who's getting who beverages the whole day. Sure. That's, I guess, how you pass the time working at a dead bookstore, right? Because he's yeah. like, he just comes back with a cappuccino. She takes off and he's like, all right, well, now what What? What will you be drinking right now? And he's like, oh, I don't know. How about a naughty little orange juice? <laughs> Oh, we're going to live on the street, aren't we? Yes, we are. We're just going to spend all our money on cappuccinos and orange juices until we're living underneath the bridges, aren't we, sir? <laughs> so he picks up this orange juice, and as he's walking back, uh-oh, 
Bumps right her. into her again. Just annihilates her. Just cross body checks this woman. Oh my god! Yeah, an OJ explosion. We haven't had <laughs> this much of an OJ explosion since a few years before the film came out. Ninety four or so was that? Oh, ah, the juice is loose. Apologies. Uh, not in a double murderer sort of way. In a, in a more of an orange juice <laughs> spilling on you sort of way. Sorry. Ooh ha mm, ha! It's uh, going loose all down your blouse. You see. <laughs> Oh, 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 I could have almost beheaded you. Oh no! Why am I thinking about? Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh, oh, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go fetch a white bronco. I will. <laughs> we'll run away from this orange juice-covered shirt together. <laughs> you know, I could give you a shirt at my own home, but you know, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, judge, oh. judge, judge, Ito and jury. Oh, do you have a do you have a restaurant friend that I should also put a little juice on him a little bit, a little bit. A little restaurant <laughs> friend. Oh, man. See, I couldn't possibly be wearing the orange juice gloves. They couldn't fit, you see. <laughs> um, but so <laughs> in a thing that like could only happen in a movie, he's yeah. like, uh, you want to come back to my apartment and clean up? And she's like, Yeah, all right. That sounds like mm. a safe idea. And it's your classic um you know, oh, the house is a mess. It's exactly what the dude writes in Love Actually. Yes. Uh, huh. Same same writer. I don't know if we, we mentioned Richard Curtis, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, criminal. So it's I, another like, oh, my pig, my pig style of a flat. And he like runs around. And I got to say, this is disgusting. I mean, that, it's like fucking Domino's boxes everywhere. It, it is disgusting. And I'm telling you, he's trying to throw this all on Spike. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, this yeah. is two. This is a two-party system on this one. This yeah. this place is fucking disgusting. You're both in that canoe, dude. You're both rowing it. That's how it's got to go. It's got to smell. Oh my god! At a certain point, like yes, like yeah, like hey, who didn't do the dishes this week or whatever? But the food garbage that is everywhere—that's on everybody. The because odor, she would barf walking yeah. into this place. Especially, yep. you know, this um, uh, Spike fellow is operating a goon cave in the back. Oh, absolutely! Oh, oh yeah, oh. dude. No way. He's, no doubt about he's it. He's always in his wee knickers. For Are one. you kidding me? There's a fucking litter of garbage pail kids living under the sink, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, that to be fair, that is where you keep garbage pail kids. You don't. You don't want them getting out in the sun. Uh, excuse me. Is there a, a- a child underneath there? <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's just a garbage pail kid. Oh, okay. They live in garbage. That's okay. You're right, though. The whole leaving food out, that is a bit too far for me. You, you know, you don't you don't get all the dishes into the dishwasher sure. there that night. All right. As long as there's a healthy rinse, that's okay. But, like, the food still on the plate, still on the table. My God, this there, is chaos. There was, like, cereal that is calcified into sludge. You can have that <laughs> argument with your roommate of, like, no, that's your orange juice. That's my orange, whatever. But, like, once it's, like, there's a smell and, like, food is just rotting in the open, you just got to throw it away. You know what I mean? And then yeah. be like, man, my shit heel roommate sex sucks. I can't wait to get rid of him. And it's like, you know, one time I was living with roommates and we walked home and this dude uh, had not cleaned his cat's litter box. And we were like, we we're trying to watch Lost and we were choking on it. Well, yeah. And so Chelsea bravely cleaned it all out. And then I was like, hey, dude, like when he got home, I was like, the place smelled like fucking shit. That is exclusively your cat. Well, come on now. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. You want me to throw it out? I'll throw it out. <laughs> the litter? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I meant. Sure, that works. The litter. So she goes into the bathroom to, to freshen up, get that OJ off of her. And she's uh, turned on because of that mess, like this borderline hoarder house. And she's mm. used to prim and proper and nice things. So oh, yeah. my God, it's so filthy. It's a wee bit naughty. Yeah. Do, 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 do you listen to new metal? <laughs> Please tell me. I, I've, I've heard all this Brit pop for so long. Tell me you like new metal. <laughs> she could I love what us, the, then, huh? the Americans are doing with new metal. It's wondrous. <laughs> chung, chug, 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 chug. I love the chunky guitars, you see. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the uh, Chamber of Coal. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> what, what, what was this lyric? Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ah. It was... <laughs> Oh, yes, I would also like to get downward with the sickness. <laughs> uh, so, you know, whatever. They have this little uh, convo, like after she cleans off or whatever, he has the line, nice to meet you. It's surreal, but nice. <laughs> and she fucking leaves. And then he's, you know, kicking himself over that bad line, which it's a bad line. Sure. And then in a real brain teaser move, this woman comes back and kisses this guy. I mean, I think <laughs> like, the wait a thing second. of it is, he looks mm. like Hugh Grant. Yeah. So there, there, there That's it is. That's true. There's That's your answer. True. Like, you know what I mean? Like, which also should, if he does look like you, if the movie is telling you he looks like Hugh Grant and he actually does in the movie, he should have like dates all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Right. We do get a dating montage. Yes, there, it's true. But, uh, yeah. I got, no, it, the timeline, like, I, I don't know exactly when Harrison Ford broke up his marriage or whatever so maybe I he's giving it a, a rest it, right get yeah, off I, my dame he says. <laughs> i i think they say it's something like maybe close to a year or something that, like that. sounds right oh, i think he'd be out there by then come on oh yeah of course it could be a break fucking emily mortimers would be throwing themselves at him mm-hmm. I, I should say actually when she, the first time she tries to leave she's like oh, it's been great and she goes to the door and this happens because it's, it's a real thing she has no idea how to open it because there's no fucking doorknob anywhere to be fucking found. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's like, oh, no, this done? weird latch that I have to figure out. Well, no, it's by mental telepathy. Over there. <laughs> you just you just you you touch your head a little bit and the door swings open. I oh, just, bugger. You you can't you can't figure out that doorknob, can you? Well, <laughs> looks like you're stuck here. <laughs> Bugger indeed. Oh, I guess and in the bathroom, we only have the three seashells as well. <laughs> that would be funny if they just had the seashells on the door and that was just how you had to do it. Figure that shit out. What? Someone will have to sit me down and explain to me what their problem is with doorknobs. I'll just, I think it's a great system we have here. You, ha- you know exactly where it is. Well, that's the American ingenuity is putting mm-hmm. it where it should fucking be and not in the middle of the door. <laughs> that's just, you know. Yeah, American ingenuity, putting it where it should be. No shit. Steve, you were just in Paris recently. Do they have doorknobs? There was mostly doorknobs, yes. Do you think that's the, the America re- rebuilding after the war? <laughs> yeah. GIs yes. just put up doors, regular style? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Lafayette came back, he was just like, oh, no, the doorknobs are everywhere. <laughs> the new doorknob style is in the center. <laughs> There is a good Reese Funds moment here, like after the kiss, where he comes in and doesn't really even notice her. He's got like a stack of something in front of his face and he's yeah. smoking and he's like, oh, I got a story. 
got to tell you a story that'll shrink your balls to raisins. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> he's just right in front of this woman. That's great. He's a dude that's like, you know, uh, trying to get laid a lot. There's a funny bit about him where what T-shirt to wear to his date. Uh, the which- first T-shirt candidate, not one for a date, obviously, but something for like. The opening night of a horror movie at the multiplex or like a Halloween costume or a chiller con. This fucking T-shirt, it says, I love blood Mm -hmm. and then has an actual plastic model of the alien chestburster coming out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. All three of the shirts he tries on. You can only wear these on a date to a sure thing. It cannot be (laughs) one where... It cannot be on the fence. You got to be like, you've already been like talking like sexy talk to each other beforehand. And this is just, this is a date before you go home and have the sex you've been telling each other that you're going to have. He does have the the good button on that because it's like, it's two t-shirts that are shitty. And then the, the third one, he comes down and says, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. And Hugh Grant's like, oh, actually, yeah, wear that one on the date. That looks good. And he's like, right, got it. And he turns around and it says fancy a fuck on the back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But like, also, this dude is all boardwalk t-shirts. Yeah. But also if you wore the, if you wore that to a date with like an office manager you met on the subway, like they'd be like, "What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here, please." Could you No, please? I know it's it's not an appropriate shirt for a date. I just think it's an amusing shirt. Yeah, I just kind of I wish we had Chris, seen I wish we had seen who he's dating, like more total trash. That. I mean, he's total <laughs> trash. What what do you think, you know? I, I, that's I, that's why I wonder. Well, he does, you know, eventually end uh, up with the sister. N- nice, get, nicely gets with the crazy sister. At the well, end. I mean, we'll get to that shit when we get there. My fucking god! <laughs> uh, but they, you know, so like they have a meet cute. She kisses him. He's like, "Holy shit, that's crazy!" Which is also, it is sort of like a deranged thing to do. But she's like, "Whatever, having fun with it." Um, and long story short, you know, like the next couple of days pass. He's like dreamy about it, and the funny bit is. That Reese fans uh, has not given him a message for days uh, mm. from her, which is kind of. Funny. I feel like the unreliable roommate not giving the phone message is something that was already done into the ground in like nineteen ninety. Yeah. Oh yeah, ninety one. You know, I, I, the height I, of answering machines power. You're already running on invisible money, clearly. So why not? Use that invisible money to buy yourself an answering machine because that I mean, like, clearly it's not going to be this is not the first time this guy has bungled a message for you. Exactly. Don't tell me that shit. But an answering machine is not going to help if he picks up the fucking phone. Then That's the problem. That's true. Yep. I suppose that's true. You know what, Spike? Here's the deal, dude. Yes. I'm I'm a call screener. <laughs> this is a call screening house. I don't care if you're home. You screen it, dude. You screen your own calls here. What if it's some, you know, psycho that you hooked up Ooh. with you don't want to hear from again? Screen the call, but Spike. Then you risk the, you know, filling up that tape. Well, it's Hugh. <laughs> oh, that's true. Hugh Grant's got to learn that the way, uh, you know, the way out is through. You have to l- tell Reese and Spike has to be like, you have to be like, be more lazy. When the yes. phone's ringing, don't t- don't touch it. Keep reading your porn mag in your in your goggles or whatever but you're fucking doing. What if it's a lady that fancies a fuck? Mm. Oh, that's I guess that's fair. Yeah, that you would want to get that one. <laughs> yeah, but, but you could screen as Andrew was saying. You could screen it and then you find. Um. So he, after some, you know, nudging, is like, oh well, yes, yeah, she's at, uh, you know, th- this hotel, but I don't remember the fake name that she gave. Blah blah blah, and then he instantly in that moment because we got to get the movie going here <laughs> is like. Oh, why don't you try Flintstone? And indeed, Flintstone is the 
fake name she gave to the hotel because she always gives uh, cartoon characters as fake names, she says later on. Now, did you guys hear something? I don't know if something was wacky going on with my AV setup at home or what the deal was, but mm. when he calls her... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Uh, is she completely inaudible on the other end of the phone? <laughs> yes, and the yes, subtitles yeah. were saying dialogue that wasn't yes, there? Correct. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah no, I, I don't have subtitles, but you don't hear her part of the call. No, but okay. it, it sounds... You, maybe you were supposed to. It, fucking stuff like Amazon, they don't yeah. actually... Do any quality control? The captions had stu- words that were not the right words. Interesting. It's just a fucking wreck he, over there. I I thought it was I was going crazy, dude, because he's like he's on the phone and it's like, yes, I'm sorry, my roommate, you know, he buggered the message, blah blah blah, <laughs> and like the subtitles were coming up like dialogue from her. Interesting. Shit, yes. shit like I I thought you weren't yeah. gonna call or whatever, and I'm like, I thought I was going crazy. I was like. Is she not speaking? Is my TV broken? Like, what is happening right now? I have right no now? idea how that happened. Uh, I mean, for all I know, they took out that dialogue and it was supposed to be one-sided, yet somehow ended up in captions. How does this happen? Yeah, I, I don't knows? know. I'm just imagining Amazon or whoever screwed up. At least I will say the timing on the subtitle file was still accurate because, dude, that's Paramount+. Plus. There's subtitles. Like, I watch... Uh, Star Trek episodes on Paramount Plus for the Nexus, and like the subtitles will start lagging behind yeah. oh, the dialogue. Yes. Oh yeah, and then the delay becomes so insane. I don't know what the laws are now, but I know I know like there was a law passed like ninety seven or something that everything made after ninety seven needs proper closed captioning. But I think it only extends to actual television broadcasts. I'm not sure if they've updated oh. that for streaming yet. So it's kind of a wild west. Hey folks, today's episode on Notting Hill is brought to you in part by Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. You know, even though I work out of my home studio, the workdays can still get jammed with daily tasks like screening films and television episodes, doing live streams, recording shows, editing, doing laundry, taking a post-lunch nap, you know, all the things you gotta do in a workday. And sometimes I just do not have time to head out to the grocery store. You know, I always like having dinner on the table when my wife gets home from the office because she has a commute and I don't. So I figure it's the least I can do. But during those crammed weeks where I know I'm not going to be able to get to the store, it's Factor to the rescue. If your work week is jammed like me, then Factor is ready to help out with pre-prepared, chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and vegetarian options. Recently, I've been a fan of their creamy mushroom chicken and rice, the Mexican-style beef and refried beans, and the truffle butter filet mignon. Yum city, folks. Now, these restaurant-quality two-minute meals are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Factor is less expensive than takeout, the big wake-up call I needed, that's for sure. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week, Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash WHM50 and use code WHM50 to get 50% off. That's code WHM50 at factormeals.com slash WHM50 to get 50% off. I mean, and it doesn't, ha- well, uh, they can do it and it doesn't have to be good. It could just be fucking gibberish know, as like, half of this is. It should be a selling point for your service to offer actual stuff for <laughs> the hearing impaired. You know yep. what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, Especially it- since I just had to agree to pay fucking two ninety nine <sighs> more a month 
for these fucking terrorists not to put commercials yeah. in my prime shit, which I already pay $100 a year for. Yeah, I, I, Thanks I, for nothing, Bezos, you bald fuck. I bumped up to, to because... I did not. I So many of the stuff that we watch for the show is is what he called is is i watch on amazon and honestly every minute counts you know what i mean like every (laughs) every minute if i'm watching fucking two and two hours and four minutes of notting hill and i'm looking i'm looking at that's staring me down all week it Mm. cannot turn into 230 you know what it cannot (laughs) it cannot i understand what you're saying but at the same time watching this movie i'm like oh man i wish i had a telephone you know like a like an iphone commercial or something to watch (laughs) Yeah, what are you like rushing to watch a lifetime movie after this? Steve? I'm just or looking like... to get on with my life. Exactly. Chris. I got, I got, I got other shit that's going fine. on, dude. Uh-huh. I got, uh, I got uh, other. But I will say, uh, speaking yes. of sound and sound design uh-huh. and all that stuff, I don't know what it is because we're wherever we are in the movie right now. You know, we're we're about forty minutes in the episode. It is excruciating to watch this movie because. There's no score. It's like no country for old men for some reason. Yeah. Like there's just it's just I'm listening to the fucking little the fucking cicadas or something. I don't understand uh, why and it's all pauses. Yeah. It's totally dead silent in all these apartments and it is chilling and I don't understand why uh, that is. Uh, oh, I'll tell you exactly why. Please. And cuz I was feeling it last night. I was like, "Why cuz usually when I hear this many pop songs, I'm annoyed as shit cuz I'm just like you're just spending time. You're just trying to get through it." The, the the pop songs in this movie do pop. Like, they do. They all pop. And I think it's because there's no other music. There isn't. Think, <laughs> they starve you, and then they give you, like, these huge yeah, pop I songs. Guess. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, like, oh, Al Green? Are you serious? Absolutely. That Al Green song is fucking great. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say, I don't know. I, I didn't notice either way, Steve. That's pretty funny. I, I do remember, like, the pop music drops. I'm looking on IMDb. There is a fella by the name of Trevor Jones, who is credited as having original music by. I'm sure there's, there's some original music, but I'm telling you, in the big scenes, in most of these scenes, it is uh-huh. just fucking the, the silent hiss of room room noise. <laughs> My God, maybe the, uh, the M&E track that was supposed to be pulled to have the music and her phone call was just oh. removed. <laughs> oh, shit, that could be... I mean, this guy, too, honestly... This is, it's very strange. Pretty accomplished composer. Last of the Mohegans, Dark City, Cliffhanger. Oh, I fucking took a break on this one, huh? <laughs> no, it's a rest, dude, because oh. he composes music, you see. Yes. It's a rest. That's it's very a, funny. It's a, it's a music joke. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever wondered what's the use of the travel book if it led you to Notting Hill? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Don't, don't uh, put that travel book down your trousers. <laughs> the uh, Arnold cameoed around the world in 80 days. Wow. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Ooh, LXG, love that. Oh. Crossroads from Hell. This what dude a, worked, wow, man. What a great composer. Um, what also is chilling is this video fest they have where he's watching all of her movies, like some weird, uh, it's obsessive just stalker. This one, we only oh, see Chris, Gramercy Park, the, the Matthew right. Modine picture. Video Fest implies more than one. <laughs> okay. You're right. Reese Fonts does yes. say you want a video fest tonight. But I'm only seeing one. So I'm assuming they're just rewatching this shitty Matthew Modine movie over and over. <laughs> Matthew Modine, by the way, it's a black and white movie. It's, it seems like a romantic drama or romantic comedy or whatever. He is dressed like he's in the taking of Pella One, Two, Three, the original. I don't know what this yes, hat's doing. Hat. The this fake hat. mustache was yeah. also distracting. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, so, uh, you know, on the phone call, what we do not hear her say. I guess in some instances is, uh, hey, why don't you come? Or maybe he says it like, oh, yes, tea at the Ritz. Sounds great. Blah, blah, blah. 
So he hoofs it over to the Ritz, and it's kind of a fake out because you realize he's walked into a press junket situation where he's uh, he's forced to pretend that he's a film critic, uh, and that's the opportunity he's going to get to speak with her. A hand up in the back here. Uh, what exact? Why did she do this? Because she's an asshole. She's an <laughs> asshole. This, you're totally right, dude. She's an asshole this yes. entire fucking movie. She does say at some point when he finally meets her after being humiliated, uh, he she does say like, oh, I thought it'd be over by now. No, fuck off. This is, this well, is a humiliating thing to put this to. Here's the right. thing. You're totally right. And, and it's again, a power move. It, a huge power move. Oh, 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 absolutely. Yes. Well, also, though, what I feel is going on here, and it's a bad script, so you, you're missing details. But, like, if you think about, like, the status of the celebrity that she is, right, I think part of it was she's she's all concerned about, like, the tabloids and yada, yada. She needs some line that's like, I'm sorry we had to do it this way. I thought it was going to be over by now. I couldn't have people think there was a gentleman caller. If that gets out. Yada, yada, yada. But I feel right. like she's not saying that only because they're saving the surprise such as it is that she does have a boyfriend for mm, later in the yeah. movie. So she's being like the character is forced to be disingenuous in this moment because the screenplay is demanding this shocking what? twist later in the Wait, film. We only have so many things to write about here, folks. Like, let's not get out of our, our zones here. I mean, that's like to me, it's just like you're putting this off for the surprise and like you give me nothing in in exchange. Like, it, I guess you're supposed to be laughing. There's comedy at this. here, Chris. I, I get the, the Horse and Hound magazine. He's oh, yeah. I'm not saying it. You have to like. You have to enjoy it, but it technically is a joke, right? I mean, it I, is I kind of funny that it's, he's he says shit like, you know, uh, why can't you put horses in the movie? Because it's set in space. Like him not knowing what the movie is. The funny thing is, though, again, because this is just like psycho rom com stuff. The real world solution is he gets in the room, the door closes, Jules turns to this other dude who's like the manager or whatever and just goes, hey, Marty, uh, this guy's just here to see me for a minute. I had to sneak him up here. Sorry, but I am the celebrity here, yes. by the way, and you're just the fucking manager. So deal with it. I'm going to take five minutes and talk. To That's how it great, should great be. Great idea. Yes. yes. This is just totally bizarre behavior on her, I, part, her part. I guess the thing is, is that like, I just, this is part of me, I guess, not understanding the young Hugh Grant appeal because I guess what you're saying about the horses in space joke, it is supposed to be funny, but because of the way he like delivers a joke, like, Oh, do you think there should be horses in space? Yeah, well, well, yeah, you, you want the character at least to be like hip to what's going well, on. Well, I guess I'm supposed to find this like inability charming, yes, but I'm just you are. like, that's, this is kind of like a British humor. He's doing like an Alan Partridge right now. Mm. I, I know, but Alan Partridge is so much better. I like, agree. Oh my God. Uh, he's but, a comedian. That exactly. Him. But that, that to me, this just doesn't come across as humor. It's just like, oh, this pathetic guy cannot get it together for this impossible situation. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the thing in the 90s, dude. People loved Hugh Grant doing this shit. Sputtering. I mean, to the tune of over $360 million huh. worldwide at the box office. But, uh. Oh, other horses? This is the sizzle of the fucking room noise. In space? Like, give me a little piano or something. Exactly. Look, look, pep it up a touch. Just a touch. Do you even give us that bullshit Kerber enthusiasm score. Exactly. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, yeah. Do you? Boop, 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 boop. 
<laughs> Do you have any idea? How crazy you are talking about horses in space. <laughs> you don't have to do this right now. You don't have to do this right now. But then the jokes continue when he's brought out to meet with all the other cast members. This is, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. Just leave. Yeah. Well, like, she, she even he, said, she even said, he's like, oh, do you want to do something after? She's like, oh, no, I can't. I'm busy. That's thanks the end the, of that. Thanks for the flowers. He leaves. And then this other woman is just like, oh, but then you have all of the other people to meet. And yeah, I just be like, no, I got to take a shit. Sorry. Or, you know, oh, yeah. it's just like, oh, you know what? For Horse and Hound magazine, we only cared about Anna. I got to go. You yes. know, I, I don't give a shit about Clark Peters mm-hmm. or uh, the the dude. Although the joke of the guy speaking Spanish is pretty great. Like, mm-hmm. it's through the translator. And again, he's asking, like, questions that he doesn't know what the movie's about. And he's like, oh were you able to relate to your character? And the guy says, no. And he says, why not? The woman translating goes, because he's playing a flesh eating robot or something like that, which is pretty Ooh. funny. She will go on to win the Academy Award for best yes. actress for yes. the movie with the flesh eating robot. robot. Yes. Could have been a weak year, dude. Yeah. Could have been a weak year. Honestly, you know what? If, no, no. This is true. actually a good thing. I want this. I want there to be a flesh eating robot movie that sweeps the Oscars. Yeah, I guess like what Stanley Donan's Saturn Three upsets and wins the Oscar <laughs> yes, somehow. Man, that piece of shit. I don't think so. I hope not. I would hope not. But yeah, apparently it does win. But absolutely, I just think like get out of here. And like you set up this assistant as like someone Julia Roberts can relate to, yes. and she can't say like, "Hey, I, this guy, I know this guy." Like, yeah, can you get him out of here it after seems this? Like she's been taken hostage by her own life, or she's got no fight or will to live, or some, or she's just enjoying. Oh, she does not care for this man's time whatsoever. That's yeah. what we're talking about here. Well, doesn't even go through her fucking head. He does, well, because to, to, that's what happens when you're a celebrity, Eric, mm, is that uh-huh. you you really have no control of your life anymore. And it's so hard. It's mm. so, so hard. Maybe since all he's doing is drinking coffees and dropping orange juice and working at that store that no one's in. I mean, <laughs> yes. waste his time. Why not? Yeah, actually. Yeah, fine. Fuck him. Uh, uh, so, you know, like like you would in a situation like this, right? It's like, oh, actually, I can hang out. Oh, cool. Oh, wait, I have something tonight. Actually, here's a long shot. Do you want to come to my sister's birthday party? <laughs> oh, God. absolutely not. Uh, uh, excuse me. Oh, God. I got I to gotta calm myself down. <laughs> is, is her place filthy, too? <laughs> oh, because I, I really, I need to smell some trash. I need oh, to my get God. It. How many Domino's boxes does she have on the floor? I mean, sister's birthday. Anything can happen. It's like, here's our first date. Oh, you want to meet me, mom? Me, no. mom, yeah. my mom and pops or whatever. Well, yeah, right? exactly, dude. What is the parent situation? Also, no, something no. I don't. We sort of don't really get it. There's one bad joke about his mother calls on the phone and is complaining this, about a health ailment or whatever. But yes. you're right. Like, this where, a, where? What's going on with the rest of the family? That's apparently deleted scenes. You uh, see it in the trailer. Really? There's in the yeah. trailer. You see because they make a joke about him possibly dating Fergie. Oh, 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 man, it was 1999. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, the year after that, you couldn't men- make that joke anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we go to this this little din- it's a you know, it's not really a party. It's a nice little dinner, a birthday dinner at the house. I do like this because it is it. This is thinking cheap. This is like Dave Chappelle and half baked. Like, yes. Trying to uh, split a fucking five bucks to make a day work. Uh, and like, cause I, I wish I saw more of that from him, honestly, cause he's making no money and he has to date a celebrity. 
but this is a good cure, a good uh, a solution to the problem is he just takes her to the sister's birthday where his friend Max is burning some uh, guinea fowl. Yeah, and sure. you know, I guess it makes sense. And, you know, I think it's a little presumptuous to go right to meeting family members, but yep. you don't want to be in public. Uh, so having right. having friends yes. cook, it makes kind of sense. Yeah. Can I tell um, you guys the what I I did actually have a celebrity sighting in London? It felt very not. I mean, it was funny because I felt not. Did you like, did you fuck them? I did not <laughs> fuck them. So that you is, spilled orange juice all over Mr. Bean. What, when I tell them. you, I wish both of those the the fucking and the bean. You got proper um, buggered, didn't you? Did you get buggered <laughs> by Mark Lynn Addy? Uh, oh, I wish. Uh, no, I saw Robert Pattinson when he was oh. dating FKA Twigs. They were at the same restaurant as we were at. Uh, did you bugger them? I did not bugger them. I I I I was like, you know what? Oh, I, I just see them like, oh, that's funny. And what about it. any shagging, dude? Uh, no shagging. Uh, at oh, least I see. did and you start I, loudly talking about how actors are prostitutes? I did not. I didn't give them the Godard bit. I did not do uh, that. There you go. Uh, so well, you know, that's you get a look at what our paths had on the table there. Uh, I, no, he was, it was sharing. It was a family thing. Uh, yeah, it would have been really style. funny if he just got a huge, like, brontosaurus ribs, like, from the Flintstones or something. <laughs> well, I, it was funny, because, uh, uh, Soph is a huge FK tw- uh, Twigs fan, and she was like, should I say something to her? I'm like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> oh, no way. You <laughs> no, can't do, be doing that. Do not do that. She's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You mustn't approach. Mustn't approach. There's, like, security everywhere, dude. She'd be formerly known as Alive. Yes. <laughs> what, what what genre of restaurant? What what type of cuisine was this? Uh, it's KFC. Yes. <laughs> it was a sit-down KFC. Please. Ooh, sit down. Oh, where where did you yeah. get these 12 herbs and spices? <laughs> it's the original from the well, colonies. That, that kind of was quite a genius. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be doubling down, don't you see? <laughs> uh, this is... This yes. is the double down. Uh, the bacon is from Homanshire. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know, they, whatever. They show up to the house. I do like uh, the woman answers the door. Oh, holy fuck. Which is yes. uh, the, the sister there, honey. Um, sister's a total train wreck. You got Hugh Bonneville playing Bernie, as we mentioned. Of course, Lord Grantham himself from uh, Downton Abbey later. And he's a yes. dude that like. He's looking way young in this movie, and like I predominantly know him as Lord Grantham, and like I have to say, he's a more handsome dude as he got older. Oh this yeah, baby course. face Lord Grantham is kind of unsettling. Takes well, a while. Also, because he's, I mean, he's playing both. I mean, I mean, not just a financial loser, but like a really a loser at heart. Like yeah. just this, a real all around loser. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really sad. It's so like, yeah, the, the difference is huge. But also, he's got no fucking social graces whatsoever because he does not recognize uh, Anna immediately. Uh, so he's just kind of like having this conversation. It's oh, I work in the stock market, blah, blah, blah. What do you do? Oh, I'm an actress. Oh, that's great. I used to do some acting in college, yada, yada, yada. Oh, I work in films. Oh, that's great. What do you get paid? The money in films is supposed to be great. What did you make for your last yeah, movie? He yeah. says to this woman, like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out of my checkbook, asshole. Uh, no, dude, he's just a, he's a, uh, a zillennial now. That's everybody's just, you got to talk about what you're making. It's yeah. That's, that's an absolutely fucking not, by the way. I don't know where those that, people got that from. That's a way to instantly get everyone around you to resent you or pity you. It's a bad move in either way. Yeah. Like even if you're coming out on top of that equation, you shouldn't be talking yes. about it. I'm an old man. I don't, I don't discuss what I make. That just, it just, it, it's, it's, it, it dies with me. Uh, cause oh. I mean, you know, you're either feeling shitty about it because yeah. of someone else or you're making someone else feel shitty because of you. It's not worth it folks. And in this instance, 
It's hugely inappropriate. She says $15 million. She's still... Again, she's ready to big dick everybody at any yes. chance she gets. Any well, chance be, she gets. I'd be big dicking this guy too, man. <laughs> you don't ask people that shit. True. Uh, we also get uh, Gina McKee as uh, a woman in a wheelchair, like his ex-girlfriend who's married to the guy that's cooking. And you know what, Richard Curtis? Just don't. If you're going to... If this is the way you write someone in a wheelchair, just don't have someone in a wheelchair at all. How about that? I mean, you wish, but he's going to do it anyway because yeah. he's he's got a milk sentiment from any fucking corner he can get. That's what he why does. Is it, why can't you just be like you and me having a good time in this apartment? But no, eventually she gets, she's so sad because she can't have kids. And then later in the movie, which I love, uh, is when uh, like everything's going tits up for you, Grant and Julia Roberts. He just instantly is like, but what about my friend Helen in a wheelchair? She, her life is miserable. You you can't you can't say the paparazzi is worse than that. Uh, but, yes, you're just but, throwing but that. They are, yes. But they are, Stephen, aren't they? Oh, oh, They're me, just monsters. Oh, oh, let me just wheel my disabled friend right in front of you to, <laughs> as some type of some type of cudgel in this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to win because my friend's disabled. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, that's. Have, I have mean, you heard of a dead guy? There was a dead guy once. His life is pretty rotten because he's dead. Everything is so miserable in this movie. Yes. Like, I, and I guess that's like the tone they're going for. But like, I, I, I find it shocking that because they they bring up this friend Tony, mm-hmm. and like literally the only reason they bring him up is to be like, Tony has a restaurant. Two hours goes by. Tony's restaurant failed. He's going <laughs> yes. away now. He sunk <laughs> all of his money into it, and he's going away. My travel bookstore is doing fine, but the restaurant fucked up. That's got to be a scene deleted because you see him in the beginning and he's like weighing fish or something. Yeah. And then at the end, this, this is out. <laughs> Dude, for, I mean, first of all, I don't remember him weighing fish at the beginning of this movie. Second of all, I don't remember his restaurant being mentioned at the beginning of this movie. Oh, yeah. When they get to him at the end, whether in this closed restaurant yeah. or in the process of closing, I was like, the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Who the fuck is Tony? And I agree. It's it's uh, a weird thing, but yeah. We so, should say also the 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 reason why at this dinner party she gets into the incredibly uh, ab- abysmal like I fell and had an accident and now I'm paralyzed and now also I can't have kids and also I had to quit smoking like that stuff. Yeah. It's all in this dinner party game of oh, yes. who's got the worst life. Who wants the brownie? It's oh, it's right. it's Britain's all, favorite it- show. Who wants the brownie? Also, does that have pot in it? If not, anyone else could have the brownie. It's fine. You know oh, what no. I mean? It's, like, like, it's 99. We're not playing that game quite. Especially no. with, like, this audience. I don't think they're doing it. Uh, but so, whatever. And, like, yeah, the game is, you know, who has the worst life gets the brownie. And, like, Julia Roberts plays for a second. And she's like, basically, it's like, yeah, I have, I, uh, I, I've been on a diet my whole life, which means I have an eating disorder. LOL. And it's like, that's uncomfortable. And then she's like, yeah, and my last boyfriend kind of hit me. Can I have the brownie? And I'm like. I didn't want to know any of that. And then it's like a little <laughs> pause. It's like, nice try, gorgeous. Yes, yes. I love that. So, With your, eat shit, you yeah. and your problems. Oh, a few smacks. I mean, I I, I was so happy when that, because I, I was like, if they give her the brownie too, I'm going to fucking lose it. If, this movie started with the she montage, yeah. and now she also gets the brownie. I love, I love that you're defensive over who gets the brownie. I, I'm a little pissed. I was, I was like, it better go to uh, Bella. I think it should go to Bella. Honestly, 
my feelings. But then she's but always <laughs> getting the brownie. Well, that's what, yeah. <laughs> I feel like someone should raise up. Um, oh, be- not to be too rude, but Bella shouldn't be allowed to play. <laughs> she's <laughs> always getting the brownie with, with her sob like stories and all. It's like she's using a game genie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, get the peep show boys in to play these characters. <laughs> she's <laughs> using a dessert genie every time we're playing who gets the last brownie. I mean, it, or if she is, she can only talk about stuff from today, not, you know, <laughs> the accident. Also, We're Steve, sick of the accident. I think you're totally right about the pop brownie thing because, like, just a plain old brownie, if you really want more, <laughs> go to the store. <laughs> yep. Because I've never in my life, I mean, I like a good brownie from time to time, sure. weed or otherwise, but, like, I've never been like, whoa! <laughs> I gotta get this brownie. I guess recipe. it's just a game for people to <laughs> yeah, play. We're, we're just... equating it with pot because we're drug addicts. No, but the, they do actually have a thing where it's like, oh, the, her brownies are the best. Blah blah yeah. blah. Yes. That's what incites the whole thing. Like, uh oh, there's only one piece of the amazing brownie recipe. Uh, but so they leave, uh, and now they're walking in the street, and where they... she just goes, "Hey, so your friend Bella." How'd she wind up in that chair? <laughs> yeah, fucking rude. Great. Nice, rude tack. question, dude. Yeah, not great. Oh, she's terrible. I was glad when he was like, "Fuck off, side off." At the I end, I agree. Uh, but yeah, he. But I would beg her to take me back too. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, they wind up finding uh, a closed uh, public park, and you know, it's specifically not a public. Park. Oh, it's not a public park. It's As, for the people who live in the surrounding right. houses. For it, that's uh, why they're in one. At the end of the movie, it's like, so they can hide from people. Right, like down in Manhattan, some neighborhoods like Gramercy, it's like, oh, this is only for the rich. Yes, yep, yep. No, that's. I think that's exactly uh, yeah. what this is supposed to be. She rightfully, though, as they're trying to climb this gate into this thing, is making fun of him for uh, honestly, you know, using the word whoopsie-daisy. Yeah. It's not like yeah. he's like trying to be funny about it. Like he slips on the gate. And literally says whoopsie daisy and she starts laying into him, which I think is pretty funny. That's a common word over there, a double word. Is that two? That's two words, yes. This well, the bad subtitle track I had said whoopsie daisy is one word. Oh, it is. I don't know in, if that's true. Dude, or in not. the in the king's English, it's one word. You, you definitely get a couple bollocks. That bollocks mm. that up. Mm-hmm. I heard of a few of those. Well, he looks like he's gonna pierce his bollocks on this fucking yeah. fence. Yeah. The way he's it's not it's one of those things you don't want to do slowly. You want to do it yeah. pretty quickly. You know what I mean? What, like what burst your nuts at? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, get up it's... over the spiky iron rut yeah. fence. Yeah. So you, just like Fight Club, bursting. baby. I don't know about that. Deliberation is not your friend in that situation. You're, act, you're asking for like a, a double circumcision if you do it too quickly. You know, you want to be a little careful. Well, if you're doing it, but I, I, if you're gonna do it, I do. I want it to be like the 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 bag of fat in Fight Club. And just... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Do you think Hugh Grant is circumcised or not? Maybe not. Definitely is. I mean, when we interview him, we should ask him that. The first that should be the first one well, out the, the gate. The readers of Horse and Hound would like to know. <laughs> Doesn't he show some peen in um? What's that? Oh, pa- Lair pa- of the White Worm. Maybe. Possibly. I forget. Isn't Paddington too. Does, yes, he, he, show, is, does he show his dick in that? All or right, no? I'm going to search Hugh Grant <laughs> penis. Let's see what comes up. Maybe an awfully large adventure or whatever the fuck. That I don't thing know was. why they don't know. They should know by now. I want that safe search off. Well, did you <laughs> you, you got to get incognito <laughs> mode on at least, though, man. Oh, oh wait, I, I'm I reading it. Up. I didn't incognito. I, I'm reading it right now, uh, uh, Eric. He is going to show penis finally. 
in Paddington in Peru. Okay, uh, oh, the, the, good. Third, the third Paddington film uh-huh. that is going to happen finally. <laughs> is it, is if it's Dick wears a raincoat and shit. <laughs> Uh, I can, I eats I, a lot of marmalade. I cannot find oh, ew. his. Uh, I can't find. Well, maybe uh, not then. All right, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they, not. They go to. The, they get this park. They start making out. Implied yeah. hey Jay, I think, because you know what I mean. Like we just. I think so. Yes, yeah. especially because of what's going on here. Because it's very weird. This fucking crane shot. Yes. Yes. This is bad. Like I. I think Roger Michel, rest in peace directed some good movies i think he was a talented director i don't know what this is where it's it's almost like very theatrical in a way like she sits down and he's you know she says like oh nice bench or something the camera takes this huge crane ride up over the park and then he starts literally walking away from this woman i'm like dude here is a huge a-list beautiful celebrity woman here sitting down on a bench with you in this private park under the cover of night and you're walking away well, it's because we're, we're going into, I think, a montage of their early dating. Yes. It's the first of a couple of these where we start seeing. And this also, I think, is the bench that they're, are, they're at at the end, yes. possibly. And there's a there's something, there's a cute thing on, on the, yeah. on the uh, an inscription on the bench about, you know, this is dedicated to whomever. Uh, yes. Because my, my, my lovely wife, who I would never be without or something, something, something. Like, yeah. Really, uh, this is uh, us seeing the future of what if uh, uh, our relationship works. And they're smart. I- I'll tell you this. They're smart in this sense. They get the montage going. And right as they're coming out of it, you get to finally see some Hugh Grant bod, which mm. is pretty good. He's he's looking pretty good without the shirt off, I got to say. Yeah. Well, this is, I mean, the only thing that I thought was sort of montage because this is when they go to the movie. Yes. And he's got to wear the prescription snorkel mask because he can't find his glasses. Yeah. And you just have this like tracking shot over where like panning and it's like your classic like movie theater audience row shot. And then it's her and then it's him watching the movie with the snorkel glass on and ha ha ha. But then the, I, if this is a montage, it ends up at the, the rest. Japanese restaurant for the dinner, which I think in the credits it said um, this was a this was a Nobu in oh. London. How about that? Uh, they get to they get to this dinner and these guys in the room oh, next God. door are like just screaming their heads off about mm-hmm. what high profile actresses they want to violently fuck and it's like <laughs> who in there like and these guys are like businessmen they're in like thirties and forties yeah who acts like this like and again uh, like, douchebags rich it's drunk not, douchebags it's not even like oh man did you see the new FHM with uh I don't even fucking you know whomever uh Megan Fox on it oh boy it's just like these are like high like it's like oh man who would you rather fuck Sissy Spacek or Meryl Streep I'd write I'd rail <laughs> Sissy Spacek it's like I don't know dude she's got like an Oscar like leave it yeah. alone <laughs> yeah you can't be you can't be railing Oscar winners not on my watch it does. It does seem a little weird that it's Julia Roberts, like, like yeah, talking about like a Playboy centerfold of Kate Blanchett that you saw or Cause something. Because they're, they're like, oh, too, you, too high like, class. I guess. like I don't Anna know. Scott or oh that Meg Ryan always have an orgasm. Like, are you jerking what? off to when <laughs> Harry met Sally? Oh, really? He's like having orgasms, and it I, it was fake, guys. It was, it was fake. fake. <laughs> She's faking it. Oh my god, that is that part is really weird because it's just like. Why would this dude be referencing an almost 10-year-old movie at this point? Or actually, yeah, uh, 10 years exactly when yes. the movies came out. Oh, but yeah. like, 
Yeah, it's a weird, like, what does he say? It's like, she's always having orgasms whenever she eats. And I'm like, it kind of sounds like you didn't see the movie. <laughs> Last weekend, I was home alone. The wife took my rotten kids away for the weekend. Went to the video store. I did have a little movie <laughs> marathon, little little taperama there. Put on when a man loves a woman, started jerking off. <laughs> I just don't understand. Oh, man. Last night I was watching Schindler's List, and that tart and Beth Davids shows up, and I got a stiffy I did. It's like, I don't know, dude. Like, these are serious actors. I was more hard up than everyone in the picture. <laughs> I was watching Ordinary People, and Mary Tyler Moore's so grief-stricken in that movie, I started jerking off. Yeah, I bought the laser discs of Salo, and I, I couldn't jerk off, I got to tell you. <laughs> It was a real pro- it was pretty disgusting what was happening to those boys. It was it was pretty disgusting. Requiem for a dream work for me though. Honestly, that Jennifer Connelly, oh boy. Uh it had him saying arse to arse. Yes, exactly. I just I, I don't know a human being that would act this way, but sure. Uh and I mean like yes, obviously like uh, women are demeaned for their, especially actresses, high profile or otherwise, demeaned for their bodies, et cetera. But these gentlemen don't exist. I would argue they 100% exist. They do. I don't know if they exist in the same space as these people. Mm. Well, they do That's... seem, I guess, maybe from a different movie. Yes. I don't know. They do have also <laughs> the British slang that we got a lot of also in Love Actually, which is they keep saying that Anna's gagging for oh, it. Oh, she's gagging for it. <laughs> Well, the, Deep. Like Mission Impossible 2? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's getting pissed off because they're both overhearing it and she's getting upset. So is he. And he goes over and like, uh, this is where he's got to kind of not be Hugh Grant. Yes. But he just Hugh Grant's all over this and fucks it up. And she's got to be the fucking cleanup crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. One guy's got a good line. What are you, her dad? <laughs> I mean, I do. I like that. I do like that she cleans it up. I think that's like one of the better scenes. Uh, I mean, but also, you guys have peanut sized dicks. Enjoy the tuna. Uh Yeah, that's nice. I mean, listen, right? I'm going to sit here and jerk off, talk about how hot Kate Blanchett is in Notes on a Scandal. All right. That's (laughs) what I'm going to do. And my buddy over there is going to argue it because I know he is that Judy Dench is hotter in that movie. And I'm going to go, we're going to go back and forth. I was watching the movie and I was the whole time. Waiting for that threesome, buddy. <laughs> Get Judy in there with Kate and the husband there. Oh, yeah, and just have a love fest. I was coming all over oh, yeah. the place. I took my peanut out. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're jerking off over getting yelled at by her, Oh, too. for sure. Oh, big time. All, oh, yeah, but you like you blimey liked my peanut, didn't you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tell me I've got a small willy. Tell me it. Is bl- Tell me my peanut's <laughs> a little bit salty. <laughs> Is Blimey them or is that Australia? I think it could go both ways. I yeah, yeah. Crikey what, uh, is the translation down there. I, think. I don't know if any of that's accurate. It's all right. It's Didn't they, they, oh, they owned Australia for a little bit. They could have stolen it. They owned them. us. We're all products yeah, yeah. of the empire. Yeah, yeah so they, they could take a little bit. Uh, so here you go. Holy fucking 1999 Alec Baldwin in this oh, movie. Oh, man. God. Yeah. So this is this is where they get back to the Ritz, I believe, and she's like, "Oh, you want to come upstairs? Give me five minutes. Nice little freshen up kind of thing. Uh-huh. There, five minutes. Maybe she's got pizza boxes all over the room too. <laughs> That's I don't true. Know. Uh, so um, he goes in. If, if I'm in a hotel room for more than two days, dude, fucking look out. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. 
she's been here this whole time shooting a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it would look like. Mm-hmm. That was me. We spent fucking six days in Los Angeles. It was a pig so in my room. So maybe that's why she related to him. She's like, oh, my God, thank God your house is disgusting like how I live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he goes up after the five minutes and he knocks on the door and, uh-oh, doesn't Alec Baldwin, uh, <sighs> he's arrived and she's kind of like, Hey, you gotta go. And he's like, Why? Why? Oh, 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 oh. And she just goes, Oh, because uh, my boyfriend's here. Yeah. And it's like, Yo, what? Yeah. Hi, I'm her boyfriend, Jeff King. Actor. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think dude. it would have been funnier just to have him play himself. And this is a weird time for Alec Baldwin because it's in between like his phases. He's about to come back. It's 2002 is the cooler when he, when he is full on like thick heavy Alec yes. Baldwin yes. character actor 30 Rock etc this is just sort of towards the waning ends of skinny the edge sexy you're, Alec Baldwin you're yeah. starting to see the beginnings of the thickness though it, it, it's, in, it's in little through, spaces. Yes. you're starting to see it because mm-hmm. in this end state in Maine you see you this see, you see how we treat uh, not just women's bodies but when a, when a man <sighs> passes 50 suddenly oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's thickened out a bit didn't he <laughs> That is the only way to explain what happened to Alec Baldwin in, in that time. It's like he, his entire body just thickened. It's like yes. you pulled the thing and he inflated. It's gravi- gravity, <laughs> alcohol, uh, some very nice pasta dishes. <laughs> <laughs> some ragu. Here's the thing. I like eating and drinking. Mm-hmm. Man, I got to tell you what. I know the dude's. He's having some problems lately, but we're, we've been going through 30 Rock. The dude is a fucking legend He's with great. that performance. He that fucking character is, is hysterical. Uh, and I'm stunned how much of that show is holding up 20 years after it started. I'll tell you this. Uh, I'll do you one better. I want more Alec Baldwin in this movie. I want him to come back. Oh, he's, yeah. pretty, he's pretty yep. funny in this scene where he's just like, oh, hey, buddy, uh, why don't you... Uh, oh, you, you, you're the bellhop, huh? And he's like, yeah, uh, but I'm not wearing my uniform because I'm going... I was like, Cool. Give me a, a, an ice cold water if if that's allowed in your horrible country, <laughs> yes. which is amazing uh, yeah, and, and very accurate. Man, uh, ice water over there not uh, to be found. Really, no. And they don't care for it when you ask about. They don't it. like yeah, sure. ice there, do they? No, they don't it's, believe in it. It's a part it's of the just religion. A lot of just you drinking room temperature water, dude. It's a part of the church. They do. They say don't do it. Or it could be refrigerated. What if I what if I run the tap on cold? Is that okay? <laughs> uh, let me ask you something though. What is with the doorknobs in the middle? Of the <laughs> what is going on with that? Because I, I I don't know how to open a door anymore. It took me twenty minutes to enter this place. Twenty minutes. I could I could figure it out. Uh, but yeah, he, he's kind of a dick, and like you want him to come back, and like hey, he's a, a fun spice for this movie, and you want him to come back and get his just desserts or whatever. And, sure. And, and it, he's, he's gone after this. Yeah. You know, I will say, though, the the hilarity is only compounded by the fact that this is the cinematic cucking of the year. It's it's so brutal. It's, oh, my God. Like, ooh. Hugh Grant has to be at half mass knocking on that door. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. She said five minutes. Yeah. That, you know, five minutes is clean enough. Yeah. Oh, and she was, by, by the way, she was very clear. I want you to, like, she doesn't say it outright, but her the way, what she's saying is, you should come up and fuck me. Of like, course. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a nice little scene. They don't say it outright, but it's very clear that is the that that is what you mean. 
I think he went into the gift shop in the Ritz lobby looking for rubbers. You would have to. You would have to. <laughs> and even worse. And then, like, you know, like Alec Baldwin like, orders dinner or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'll be right up with that, sir. And he's like, oh, and uh, can you take the trash out? And he has oh, to, like, dude, man. And that he has is the to go worst. in their room and Love take it. out their garbage. Oh, and it's just a food tray and a garbage can. And this dude's erection is long dead. <laughs> even even as you're, uh, you're trying to keep your fucking whatever, your scam going, you got to be like, oh, no. So that someone else will do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, have yep, some exactly. dignity. That's that's the thing, dude. Zero dignity with this character. Zero. Well, and this is why, this is pro- honestly, this is probably why Julia Roberts, who's a total piece of shit and doesn't talk to him again for months, should be like, is like, maybe that's why she does like, she loses all respect for him. Like, oh, wow, he took the garbage, huh? <laughs> Yeesh, I didn't know he was going to be a take the garbage kind of guy. Definitely. Well, Chris, yeah. Great point about t- him taking the tip. But I thought what was going to happen there was like the door would close and maybe Hugh looks at whatever he gave him and he's like, that American idiot has no idea how our money works. You know, like this yes. is a nothing t- or something like that. But it's just like takes that money. Oh, yeah. And that and that is absolutely if if you're Julia Roberts and you see that you don't fuck either of them anymore, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I would say no to both. But like, you know, I, I, you can't respect Hugh Grant anymore. That's for damn sure. No, no, no. He does have a good line here though, where she goes is something. The setup is something to the effect of like, uh, you know, I don't know what to say in a situation like this. And he goes, uh, I think goodbye is customary. Yeah, a real fucking eat shit. But at the same time, not eat shit because I am taking your garbage. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't. You're <laughs> not leaving on a high note there. You're taking their garbage. Negative 30 degrees Kelvin on the dignity scale. Absolutely. Uh, So then now he's heartbroken again. Like there's no thing where she sends him a letter or a call. Like they do have telephones in England, right? Like I know they don't have cell phones. It's like early 90. It's 99 and they're older. So older people probably have a ton of cell phones at that point. But somebody could call somebody like, hey, listen, I'm sorry about last night. Da, 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 and expl- no, just like no. ISIS him from here on out. Yeah. Bad, bad person. Unlike the, the water, she ISIS him. <laughs> well, but Steve, you're being so unfair. It's not her. It's because of the terrible press. I see. It is what they do. They it's tap her the, phone lines. Got it. Uh-huh. That is what they, they, they are the ones keeping them apart. That's mm-hmm. what's, they are the ones yeah. who create the Al Green montage <laughs> where he's being sad. And watching the Helix, the Fifth Element movie she's making, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I gave it a real Mission to Mars kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Her hair is very uh, fifth. That she does, oh, yes. the orange hair for some reason. Yeah, you're totally right. If you um, about that, the spacesuit, her walking in the spacesuit thing or whatever, kind of. I don't know why, because I, I was like 99, whatever. Mission to Mars was like 2000. It was just that kind yeah. of like turn of the century sci-fi vibe or whatever. But yeah, some, somewhere in that movie was an Academy Award-winning performance that we'll never see. Oh, I guess. Shame. And it wasn't Clark Peters? That's surprising. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I, you know, I took a, actually, I took a photo of the news article. Maybe I'll, I'll glance at it. Maybe if I can see, see if, if it won more than Best Picture. At least, just see if he got a nod, at least. Uh, the, is this where he, is it he who refers to her as love heroine? Yes. I almost fucking vomited. Yeah. Like he t- that's what he says to Spike. Uh, he's, he's like, oh, I had it's like I had a little bit of love heroin, and I can't have any more. Oh, and uh, meanwhile, Spike is like, "We well, got heroin. What's going on?" <laughs> Yo, wait, hang on. You just said the magic and, word, brothers. And uh, yes, it, she was like love heroin, 
famously, it's easy to go without heroin. So <laughs> I'm like actually this, surviving by, fine. Guys, I think I should read this. It's it's Double Helix. Anna picks up another top award. The science fiction film Helix continues to catapult Anna Scott's career into orbit. Appearing wow. at yesterday's ceremony, Anna thanked her co-stars and director, but gave a particular praise to the audiences who flocked to see the picture oh. worldwide. Mm. We took a risk and the audiences have have come with us. Yes. Wow. Anna is currently filming her new movie in an adaptation of the Henry novella The Sledge of London. Mm. Oh, so the Henry so in yeah. that little article they yeah. say the Henry James movie that she's making at the end of the movie. Yeah, starring as a How mysterious widow aiming to invest Okay, Bob, I guess I don't need well, to you know, at all. But well, but you know what? It's important we know now Anna Scott, all about the fans. And that's mm. really, you know what? That hits you in the heart right there. <laughs> oh, wait, this that is really... kind of funny because remember she's like, oh, what? Uh, Hugh Grant asked her in that presser what her next movie would be. Is there going to be horses in that? And she says, a submarine. Listen to this. She then returns to America for her new submarine thriller, Black Fin. Ooh. The poster of which looks suspiciously like the poster for Hunt for Red October. <laughs> but everyone, uh, but every, it's just it's just her with the Connery beard looking out in red. But like, <laughs> everyone involved says it'll be different. Actually, the fact that Sean Connery's son Jason plays the Russian submarine what? captain is a Excuse coincidence. Me. This, dude, this is funnier than dude, the movie. Baldwin, yeah, yeah. Baldwin is mentioned. It's cut off, and it's completely cut off. But it's and the blah blah blah. The it's talking about Hunt for Red October, and it mentions Baldwin Who's in this playing article. the Baldwin role. That's dude, hilarious. okay. First of all, I'm shocked that they wrote this much of it out, and it didn't after one sentence turn into like lorum ipsum some yes, yeah, like yeah, fake yeah, yeah. fake text language. That's impressive. I'm surprised too. some set decorator had to write that out. Uh, Not too shabby. But so uh, this is this yeah. is the the dating montage, right? Because his buddies Indeed. are sad that he is so sad, and they put him on a dating montage, which is mixed results, I Gu- guess. I don't guys, know. guys, if I'm ever single again, just you know, move. If you know an Emily Mortimer, leave move her to the front of the list. Yeah, that's, I agree. That's Why be- that was dude? Thank you. <laughs> Why are we going through? drunk lady uh, that's friends with the one guy from work or whatever who she comes in and she just goes like oh nice to meet you let's get sloshed uh-huh. and yes. you're just like okay oh, and Andrew I will tell you exactly why they did this because somebody read a fucking stupid script writing book and they're like rule the three you know yeah. you got to do the sloshed one the stupid vegetarian, and then the good one. Fruititarian, by the way. Yeah, the fruititarian. Cooking is cruel, and yes, those carrots were murdered. Was it, yeah, oh yeah. my, oh, those poor carrots. Ha, guess I won't be banging you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what does she say? She only eats things that fall off trees yes. or bushes. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're dead already. Well, like if you don't think about the process of how meat or whatever happens, technically that's in the back. It's dead already. Yeah, yeah that's dead already. <laughs> so, like, if if she comes across roadkill, you're saying like, yes. "Oh, it's dead already." I think so. I think she get would, munching. She would eat roadkill. Yeah, fruitarianism, real thing. By the Put way, put it in a well. pudding. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Really? Is the is the film's definition accurate? Uh, diet consists containing fruits, nuts, and seeds without any animal products. Okay, so that's different. But I'd like to apologize to the fruitarians listening. I was not aware of it. Nuts. Seeds, anything that's not from an animal, isn't that just veganism? What's the difference? I guess it's like maybe like not even some 
you're not even doing like fake cheeses and stuff. It's just literally just fruits. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, no cheese. thanks. Yeah. yeah. Hey, no thanks. Um, yeah, and then Emily Mortimer, it literally credited as perfect girl in this movie. They appear to have a really good time, you know, see you again kind of a th- like really sort of sets up. Yes. There's gonna be a thing later in this movie where it's like they're kind of getting along and getting on in some kind of a relationship, and then uh-oh, the big celebrity comes back into the picture for if you will entertain this notion, gentlemen. Yes. Any kind of conflict whatsoever. Well, I mean, uh, because you, you were expecting that. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve, but like you were expecting uh, uh, a sleepless in Seattle kind of conflict, yes, right? Exactly. Like it, yep. you, it, he's about to get laid with Emily Mortimer and she calls him back. Yeah. And that's and that mm-hmm. and it ruins it. And they were just about. But like now he's like, she's perfect, but she's not heroin. So. <laughs> Fuck okay. it. But I will say the uh Chris, uh, A, first of all, you're not forgiven. Second of Damn all, Damn you. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, the original script, uh, the character of Honey, his sister, mm. was supposed to just be a girl in his friend group that worked at a record store across the way that he actually would reject uh Julie Roberts for at the end. Basically, like, oh, oh you know what I mean? Like, I, I I'm not gonna get hurt by you again. Mm-hmm. I have my friend here who has always had feelings for me, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And now my we're friend gonna... here, and I have dignity on my side. Exactly. Good day, celebrity. I am <laughs> dating this young shopkeep here. So wait, that's the, what is that, Pretty in Pink, or is that some kind of wonderful? <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> it's one I forget I which one it is. I think it's uh, some kind of wonderful. I fr- sounds, sounds more like some kind of wonderful to me. Because that, I mean, that would also, I, I would be more heartened by that outcome. Like, sure. if she's just a character, like if Julie Roberts is just a character like that's right. fine but the fact that they do like harp on that they know these two are supposed to be together mm-hmm. like for serious it does sort of make it that would be better right because it's like oh there was that weird time in my life where i had like this what i thought to be like a dream girl scenario yes. who could resist a you know grade a celebrity mm-hmm. kind of a thing and then it's like oh but my friend right here the whole time is the one I should have been. Oddly enough, she kept treating me like shit. <laughs> I, so I, I didn't pick up on it. Maybe this is just me because this movie really does test my patience. But uh, d- do you get any real setup of the fact that the sister and uh, Spike no, are like, no, no, no. No, 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 I was going to say, like, I was like, what, what, what the fuck? What is this just like a cute it's, thing? They, like, it was the two trash side characters they're like yeah put them together they're gonna get married who cares that's how the edit works out you're totally right so because that's how the edit works out that's how the movie works out but there is one moment where you're i think we're glimpsing into the longer cut deleted scene situation it's where a little later on in the movie from here she the sister honey runs into the bookstore with reese ifan's spike character Mm. And they don't explain why they're together. Yes. And she's like, oh, look, I got you her agent's number in London yeah. and her oh, other yeah. agent's number in uh, New York. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. And she and Reese Ifans both run out of the bookstore together. Yes. And that's the only time you see them. And then it's the end where it's like, who are you getting married to? You. And it's like, okay, but mm-hmm. like, clearly, They've been fucking- there's more movie yeah. there, man. Yeah. They've at least been hey, hey Jan. It's oh. just like the effort to chop this shit down to get it to an acceptable like audience and theatrical running time. It's just so haphazard and sloppy that these things are left in the movie. And you're just like, well, there was clearly more of that. You're not covering up that you deleted shit out of this movie. It feels rushed. It does. At this point, honest, I don't want it to be longer because 
you know, Steve, your time is precious. You don't want to wait. <laughs> Thank wait you. Around to another 20 <laughs> minutes or whatever. But I think they should have just made this movie a little longer if they were going to try, if they're no, doing this. But it's yeah. not even that though, Eric, because it's, it's, because the thing of it is, it's, it, it, it's, yes, the story beats are, do suffer because each scene is so incredibly long because there's so many long pauses. And again, the deafening sounds of silence. Yeah, it's so, yeah. there's so much of like, because of, we want to have this awkward staccato, like, so is there hmm, everything all right with you? Uh. Beat, beat, beat. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> beat, beat, beat. You well, know what I mean? Like, that, that's how these scenes run as opposed to like something snappier. You can get some more fucking story beats well, in. Yeah, because they true. don't like you. You don't get enough time with them together to even get like what they love about each other other than they're both attractive. Well, like, they, yes. it's supposed to be. It's like all brief encounter shit, but you never see who they really are. You're just like waiting that's and waiting because he's having like, a horrible time. And then he's walking past. He's going back to his house and he walks past a newsstand that has like and a Scott Nudie scandal. And it's like, what the oh, fuck boy. is What could that <laughs> yes. be? And yeah. this is when she comes back into the movie and she's like, hey, remember how I totally fucked you before? Now I'm in trouble. Help me out. And he's like, oh, but of course. Oh, but, uh, but of course. Oh, and yeah, you know, next thing you know, she comes crawling back to his apartment and it's she's talking about, oh, you know, it was before I was famous. I was broke. I was just, it was a photo shoot. Yes. But someone had a camera on. I didn't know that. And all I could think about in this moment, is this a reference to the Cameron Diaz thing? I suppose. Well, I don't, I don't know the Cameron yeah, Diaz thing. I'm not familiar. It's, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to remember it exactly, right, but she did some sort of like bondage photo shoot yes. thing. And then like later on, like it was before she was famous and before she was even like doing like, more legit modeling or whatever you know before that whole thing happened okay well and then like it came out later like someone was filming part of it and it uh, was like it looked more porny than cameron diaz in this blah blah blah. i i thought that that was maybe what we're referencing here but i don't know when that scandal actually blew up because she really i mean the mask was like 93 i guess but it wasn't until like what something about mary in 98 which is a year before this yeah right well i'm not going to google that because i respect her but i will google hugh grant penis which came up empty (laughs) <laughs> that that I, I that I, that feels like a crime. There should be at least one Hugh Grant <laughs> p- penis photo. Isn't it crazy? I feel. <laughs> it is kind of crazy. I'm pretty surprised, dude. I went to all I these naked surprised. men websites and <laughs> I found nothing but oh. other guys. <laughs> this this whole scene though is very important because we really get a, a window into these people. We find out that he likes Henry James, she likes Chagall. That's yeah. about it. That's kind uh, of about it. That's kind of about it. Uh, they're, they're reading the script on the roof. Uh, and I guess this is supposed to be like charming. This is supposed to be like what you came here for, I guess, is like them gabbing between each other and then eventually fucking and talking about uh, the Gilda scene. Right. Uh, right before uh, he's helping her with these lines, there's another real shitty line in here where she's basically like, because she tells him like, oh, I broke up with Alec Baldwin, blah, blah, blah. Um she has some line about like, yeah, I don't know that we could be together. Basically, like, I don't know if we could date one another because I don't have good luck with normies. Yeah. Nice. Like, I can only, and I think it's she's sort of like concerned about like, they can never take the high level of celebrity, whatever. So I only have to date people that are as used to that kind of a way of existing as I am, I guess. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we get the one, like, the one exchange that suggests like, some knowledge of the industry is the uh the stunt bottom 
uh, conversation. Oh, right. oh, yeah. oh, oh, stunt bottom. Oh, 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 stunt bottom. Mel oh, does his own. Which we, we should go yeah. on and use and love actually and have stunt bottoms be characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Listen, do, you know, we have stunt bottoms and it's like, oh, does uh, Mel Gibson use a stunt bottom? It's like, no, he doesn't have to. He has a great ass. And then like, they're eating ice cream. Delicious. Just, and it's just like there's something so I was like, would you like to lick it and she goes what Mel Gibson's ass and I'm like yes we're talking about eating Mel yeah, Gibson's yeah. ass in this movie yeah yeah this is great <laughs> this is what I want I want more of this what's in what's in that sand <laughs> talk about a rocky road dude. <laughs> so you live you, you oh so you live on the beach like Riggs yeah oh boy oh, oh that's a lot of oh boy <clears throat> <laughs> yes. Every day I think about eating a bullet, but then Julia Roberts eats my ass. <laughs> that could stop me from doing it too. <laughs> yeah, Siri, uh, that buy me another week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, t- time for time for sleepy bye here, and uh, he's sleeping down on the fallout. Now, he at one point at the beginning of this movie says, "Well, I guess if it's a t- you know, all right, it's a house, it's a two bedroom house." Reese Funds has one. She's taking the other. All right. So sure, yeah. It does make sense. He's on the sofa. Reese Funds comes down, and it's kind of like a he's thinking it's her, and he's very excited. Yes. And then it's, uh-oh, uh, oh, it's Spike, blah, blah, blah. And it's a great, I mean, I, again, any scene with Reese Funds is one of the better scenes in the movie. And this is like, hey, you know, you got a girl upstairs. Did you try for anything? And, you know, Hugh Grant's like, she's in trouble. I'm just helping her out, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, right, got it. Yeah, it wouldn't be appropriate. You mind if I have a go? <laughs> yeah. like, come on. I love him. Uh, yeah. She she does sneak down, dude, and gets told to sod off. Mm, yes. I guess I will leave. Uh, but no. no. No, then they start fucking, which we don't see, which is fine. We don't need a sex scene. No, uh, no, 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 no. We do get the breasts in bed in the morning uh-huh. dialogue of what is it with men and breasts? Oh, let me take another look and see if I could figure it out. What is it with men in breasts? I don't know. You do have to tell me, is my ass better than Mel's? Which tastes better? Is it fuzzy? Is it fuzzy like his? Oh, that's right. That is her yes. response. Yeah. Oh, it's a little fuzzy. Oh, uh, it's some peachy ass. Uh-huh, just getting in there, dude. Oh, uh, the Hugh Grant thing is oddly prescient here when he says, uh, uh, oh, well, you know, um, you know, men can have breasts, too. That meatloaf has some nice breasts. Yes. And four months later, Fight Club came out. Yeah. Not not too far. That's true. Wow. That's he, Bob and his bitch tits. I was just dude. making fun of his fat man tits. But uh, <laughs> apparently that's in a film. You, uh. see, you see an aging man. You get towards 50. You see what they call you? They exactly. Call you about your tits, all right? <laughs> Please let us fight here, Lou. Please let us keep this place. <laughs> Someone Sounds just like watch needs- Fight Club. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> I knew it. Great movie. Great movie. Um, Awkwardly here, like after the... Really, the first sexual encounter, possibly barring that mysterious Hey Jay in the park. Mm-hmm. Jury's still out on that. But she says, can I stay a bit longer? And this dude throws it right out there, huh? Stay forever, uh-huh. he says. Oh, yeah. Forever, door locks. So then it's like, oh, let me just, oh, there's, there's a ring at the doorbell. Uh, Hugh Grant putting his shirt on to answer it. And when you know, it's the, all of the press of the world. He closes well, the door. He yes. and he can't be this befuddled. When she goes yep. to the door, you have to grab her and be like, "No, yep. listen, no, no." Because he's like, "Oh, you don't really want to do that." And she's like, "Are you planning?" Oh, uh, Anna, oh, oh, uh. no! Like the, the press is out there. It's the last thing you want. I know that that's gonna bother you. 
but then the press gets her and like it, she gets really upset about it uh they get a bunch this, too yeah it's like a wall of flash bulbs essentially trailer moment of course this is Reese Fonts is also he does a better job telling Reese Fonts not to open the door he than does, does Julia yes. Roberts and like you know Reese goes out there and this is of course he's in his underwear mm-hmm. and he does the the flexing shit it is fucking hilarious though and then like the door closes and you see that he's been like thinking about why he would do it and he's like oh yeah like you looked good underwear looked yes, good boom, oh, all buttocks. these ladies are gonna see this yeah I mean I, I, you you watch this and you're like, man, I would watch a movie with just Reese fans. And the problem is with that, they made that movie. It's called Danny Dexter, and it's awful. There. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> they did it, and it sucks. I, so don't don't say that. I don't think <laughs> I've seen that. Uh, but what's cool about this is now the press could be like Anna Scott in a massive orgy house, two <laughs> men in their yeah. wee knickers coming out. Ooh. That's a good call, dude. Because I remember thinking it yesterday, watching this like. Why isn't she also concerned that Reese fans yes. open the door? There needs to be a line like, now they're going to think I'm in some weird three-way situation. Mm-hmm. Look, she's betting this dodgy freak. Look at him. Well, I, I haven't seen a bigger indictment of the British door system. <laughs> Thank you. Than not having a peephole. And, like, whatever. Yeah. you Put the fucking door handle wherever you like. Put a peephole in there so you can look outside and be like, Oh, there's a wall of fucking cameras outside my door. Chris fancies peeping. I do. I, if it's peeping outside my door, I do. I'm pro peep. Everybody, also <laughs> t- take a look at this uh, Danny Deck chair post. Take a look at this Danny Deck chair poster with Miranda Otto creepily inside the balloons on it. Yep. She looks like the fucking sun in Teletubbies. This is about a guy who turns a woman into a balloon creature of some kind. Yeah, uh, it is not that, but you wish it was. That would it's be a better just, movie. He's he's got a bunch of balloons tied to a chair, and he becomes and he, like famous or something because that he floats around. The idea he floats around, and people are like, "Oh my god, it's the floating guy." <laughs> he's playing an Australian in that movie too. Oh, I think. No. Crikey! <laughs> it, indeed, dude. Crikey, indeed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so she's pissed off here and, you know, she's pretty fucking brutal to this guy. She's like, oh, I bet you anything you and your scumbag friend fucking sold this information to the press to make a quick buck, blah, blah, blah. Um, And she says, oh, by the way, it was a very funny line. She's like, newspapers last forever, which is a hilarious thing to say in 2023. Uh, this, every time I ever make it. Anytime they ever talk, write about me, they will write about this as well. These pictures will last forever, and I will regret this. Well, meaning meaning their affair forever, and like that's pretty fucked up. And I mean, like, again, I get it. She's very upset. I I, I side with her, but a bit here, Steve. Yes, but she I, never I, she never comes back again and calls the dude next day. I just read a fucking article that came out after that doesn't mention it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's actually true. Um. Oh, the other, I mean, the other thing too, it is kind of funny is not only are they, uh, you know, selling her whereabouts to the press for uh, money or whatever, also for, to push uh, his failing bookstore, which is great. Oh, yes. Like boost sales for your shitty bookstore or whatever she says. So it's like, oh man, you are hitting this guy all over the place. Uh, uh-huh. where it hurts. <laughs> I would believe it because what else is keeping that thing afloat? <laughs> the fuck? Uh, but yeah, you know, she walks out into the sea of press, her manager and the, the other security guard guy or whatever, both come and 
kind of pick her up. And Spike is like, hey, I may have told some of the fellas around the pub the situation. But you at least know it's not like, he doesn't say like, this dude gave me 50 quid and I told, you know, nothing like that. It's just like, I'm an idiot. Mm. And I was telling my idiot friends at the pub that she was here. Mm. But then another great music montage here. Bill Withers ain't no uh, sunshine. Of course. Uh, and yeah, yeah. He's, walk- he's walking around the titular Notting Hill and the seasons are changing. We see Honey get in and out of a bad relationship, it looks like, uh, yep, for a minute. Yep. Uh, you see the pregnant lady like mm-hmm. at the start of it. And then at the end of the season, she's carrying the little baby. I will say what I like about this shot, the only computer stuff we're using is to transition between the seasons. And it's sure. a lot of like, Someone walked in front of the camera and, oh, now we're doing a secret cut and now it's the next thing. But all of it is actually on the street in Notting Hill and we're actually doing some movie magic set decorating. We're doing fake winter, all that shit. And honestly, I appreciated that. I liked looking at the craft of like, now we've built a set for winter and he walks through it. Now it's a set for summer and, you know, you see him take his jacket off. It's pretty cool. Yeah. What's very jarring is I think again here you see, do you again here see the Beavis and Butthead uh, stained glass window that's being sold? Possibly. Yeah, it might. They might go back to it. It's unsettling. I can't look at that thing. No one bu- and I no like one, Beavis and Butthead. No one's buying it? Come on. <laughs> that's actually, yeah, pretty surprising. <laughs> and this is where uh, Honey comes in and says the thing about, oh, yeah. you know, now I... I got her agent's number. Now you can call her any, you ring her anytime you'd like. I got you a new dealer. Ooh, <laughs> you want your love heroin back? Do you think, by the way, I meant to ask this when we were talking about the love heroin thing. Do you think the line was actually like, I, f- I find myself chasing the love dragon or something? And they were like, <laughs> no one's going to understand what chasing the dragon means. So you just have to say love heroin. And is there, that implies the existence of a love methadone, I guess. Mm, I, let's. <laughs> I jerk it off, dude. I found myself. I found myself every day passing out in a love den where women would just make me smoke love, and I'd take hot coals and put it on the love. Start a love den, love den. Now I'm just thinking about a, a like a methadone clinic, but a bunch of it's a room that well, I guess it's a goon cave, but like an official. <laughs> Like state sponsored, and like people are like, I don't like those men lining up in the morning to go in there <laughs> to go in there and jerk <laughs> off before they go to work. Yes. The goon stalls. They have goon stalls oh, all yeah. over the UK. Oh yeah. This is the truly brutal our friend's restaurant is closing yes. and we're having a toast about it. And it's like, dude lost his restaurant. Bernie has lost his job at this point. Which is kind of funny because uh, it's pretty. Yeah, he's supposed to be a bad stockbroker. Oh, I was a terrible stockbroker, so it made sense. You know, it's funny. Uh, and then this is Honey says she got engaged, you know, to somebody, and they're all happy for her or whatever. And then uh, she turns the VC funds and it's like, by the way, it's you. And he's like groovy. And again, it's a sweet little moment because yeah, you know, screenplays do this. The two crazies are getting together. Love finds everybody, but. It's just deleted scene nonsense yes. at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. It's it's like different ideas of how this could have ended. And they're like, why don't we use them all? Yes. Uh, to get us to the two-hour mm-hmm. mark, why don't we use every ending we thought of and just, you know, see if one of them likes. It is it is like Return of the King. I'm sorry. It's just like, <laughs> just pick a fucking ending and stick it. Like, I, I, I guess this is supposed to be like that feeling of like, will they, won't they? But I'm like, 
I it this isn't like a TV show. Like yeah, I, right, I, I right. don't I I don't go from episode to episode with this thing. I just want one straight line. So fucking end it already. Uh, well, we gotta take some time to acknowledge Ugh. Helix has won the Oscar now. Of course. Mm. And uh then there's word that she's filming a new picture up on Hempstead Heath. Mm -hmm. That's right. And you know, it was crazy because a bunch of us just watched The Promised Land where they're saying Heath all over yeah. it. Now I'm hearing Heath in this movie. It's, it's like a word. Harry Dean Stanton with a plate of shrimp from Repo Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> the film that, yeah, it's uh, the the Henry uh, Henry James or whatever, James Henry. Yeah. What, what? Henry James. Right. Yes. Two first names creep, creep me out. Anyway, but... <laughs> Earlier, I read that article and I said the sleege of uh, of London, and I think because it looked like an L, because I it was angled. The TV photo was angled. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. But it, and I thought, hey, sleege. I don't know. Maybe they're saying it every day over there. But no, it was the siege of London. Yeah, okay. uh, that makes much more it sense, does, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> and it's a big old period piece and a nice old house. He shows up to say hi to her. And at first, like he's gonna get, you think he's just gonna get tossed away, but she sees him. And she's like, "Oh, hey, cool. Um, yeah. Yet again, you're on my time as always." Although he showed up at her job, uh, but she's like, "Listen, yeah, I, you're showing up at the job. You're you're yeah. in the middle of a shoot." Kind of, she's like, "Yeah, we're we're, we're running late. It's it's kind of a bad day. Why don't you just wait for me and you can just hang out on the set?" He's like, "Cool." Some guys like, "Hey, you want to hear how they're talking?" <laughs> and he's like, "Sure." <laughs> You want to hear what this Lloyd sound like? He's a guy. <laughs> headphones. Put them on. Is you the Brit that was sleeping with the lady? <laughs> of course you can listen to the lady. You were sleeping with the lady. Oh, do, do you see who the guy is? This is the guy. It, sh it should be mentioned also that there is some significance to her shooting a Henry James yes. thing with relation to him because when they're reading the script for the submarine movie you know he's like oh it's compelling it's not henry james but it's compelling and she says oh do you think i should do a henry james adaptation and he says yes so here she is uh oh it's a henry james adaptation oh 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 maybe she maybe she does love me oh what's that she's talking shit about me to a co-star oh bugger again oh, no, brutal no. this yeah. is dude it is just a massive kick in the nuts the dude is like hey who's that guy you were just talking to and she's like i don't know some friend really i don't even know what he's doing yes, here. Some, oh, it's a real awkward is. situation yes exactly which also like her excuse at the end does not make sense because later so he storms off and rightfully so yep and then she comes back to his bookstore and she's got this big present for him and big scene. this is the big scene and he's like well why did you tell me to go it's like well, I didn't want to tell, you know, the the world's most le least discreet uh least discreet co-star what was going on. Sure. She's like, oh no, it's just a buddy of mine from college. As was like, oh, that fucking pig? I don't know. He's here to jerk off to me again. This loser. <laughs> I think I think you know, I think he's stalking me. <laughs> what you're saying here answers the question of why I mean, other than, you know, he's a handsome guy and it's a movie, but why indeed it's Hugh Grant in this situation because so much of this is Hugh Grant getting close to her physically in public. And I feel like if you got, I don't know, Captain Lou Albano mm, in this role, yes. that dude is getting tackled by security at every turn. Like Hugh Grant shows up to this closed set and there's a security guard here. And the guy is just very politely like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like you, you're not on the list or whatever. Like I can't let you back here. 
If it's Captain Lou Albano or dudes of his ilk, yes. like if a fucking podcaster's in love with her, <laughs> yeah. that dude is getting tackled in every scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Taser. Swarm, swarm. Come, the, the bobbies will come with their billies and smack you. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yes. Like the innocence even of like a, a, a David Crumholtz. Crumholtz yes. is getting tackled oh, yeah. yes. time and no again. teeth left in his head. Oh, sir. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, she goes back, she yeah, gives the, uh, it turns out to be the Chagall painting we find out. It's, so again, we are just like fucking killing time. And this is the thing. This movie didn't need to be longer. This needed, no. this movie needed to delete different things from oh, it. Exactly. This, this is like, you know, they're about to have the moment oh. here or whatever. And the fucking mother calls. And then like, you just have this long slog where Jules is just talking to the other shopkeep coworker. And the joke is. That guy thinks she's Demi Moore, and we're talking about fucking Ghost uh -huh. and working with Patrick Swayze, and I'm like, the movie is so close to completing. Thank you. What are we doing? Yeah. It's well, because don't you want some laughy laughs? Would you like, <laughs> would you like a chuckle while we're yeah. trying to get through the movie? No, uh, I want to get through the movie so I can put something else on so I can start chuckling. Of course, you would wish that, but like, it, it's a, a phone call from his mother, and she's complaining. So there's all this. It's so. It, this is it's the big uh i'm just a girl fucking mm -hmm. asking a boy like the, the whole thing i'm just a girl standing in front of a boy yes. asking him to love her. now that's a fine i i, I think it's very it's a good line she sure. delivers it great it, she does the scene very well she's whispering still but she's, whatever <laughs> i'm dealing with it it's fine what i don't like is that they're like the next scene is him like showing off the chagall and then like Boy, she she said this line. It was just oh. it's the best line of the movie, I, dude. You got you all have to hear those the, the line she said. It was like Richard Curtis had written this line. Oh. I have to tell you, it was one of the best lines I ever heard. It's so incredible because yes, because like Richard Curtis has his whole cast trick off to his own dialogue, and it was yeah, dude, oh that's right. that, what a, what a great line. Oh what a great line. Oh what a great line. Oh god, if that line was in a was in a movie. I would suck that screenwriter <laughs> off, I would. I'm talking golf ball through a garden hose, suck that guy off. What a line. The, 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 the five easy pieces in the scene after the diner is, is Jack Nelson back. And, you know, I just, I told her, put the chicken between her knees. It's the greatest line I ever had. <laughs> I never have a comeback like that. It was so good. I, I, I love that line. I can't believe I said that. Isn't this natural? It's just talking about the dialogue like that. Just me and you just talking about this. It's ha very weird. Having a chew, talking about it. <laughs> you know, chewing some food at this failed restaurant. Dude, we are back yeah. at this failed restaurant. Really rubbing it in with this guy. Like, And again, I feel like in the, in the larger scope of the movie and the longer cut or whatever, like, this dude's restaurant was their hangout. Yes. Because otherwise, why would you go yes. to the same dead restaurant and your friend who's like trying to pack up the pieces of his shattered life? And you're just like, let's go in here to fucking chit chat more about this Chagall painting and the best line in the movie. Like, it has to be because that is their deleted scene hangout oh. for this movie. Oh, my God. I mean, I can imagine that Hugh Grant wants to go there to see the the future of his life, uh, which mm. is an empty shop. 
uh, and <laughs> being closed off. No, this it is from what him. it looks like when you go out of business. It is very fortunate that all of his friends are losers with nothing to do. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, Hugh Bonneville uh, gets fired. We, I'm not yeah. sure we brought that I up. I we and, did, yeah. And ooh, loser it's, thing. It's this, ooh, the smell of failure. Better get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, he's like, Oh, I beefed it, didn't I? Oh, yeah. We should end the movie with me having sex with Julia well, Roberts. All the friends we? are like, no, you know, you did the right thing and stuff. And then Spike comes in and he's like, you deft. What, what was it? Not wanker. Deft. Is it prick? Prick. Yeah, deft prick. Yeah, I think. yeah, I think maybe deft prick. And then everybody's like, yeah, Spike's right. We were just lying to make you feel better. And right. I guarantee you, one sub executive somewhere was like, can we break up the funeral and put on Give Me Some Lovin'? Is it possible <laughs> that we can have a little bit of fucking fun with it? Because it's so incongruous with the rest of the movie that Give Me Some Lovin'! Yeah. And everyone's just running around, and now we're having like a fun race to the car situation. Right. It's that typical kind of ending where it's like, oh, we're going to race to the airport, but it turns out not the airport. She's going to go there soon, though. We might have to. First, we go back to the hotel. He fucking kisses this guy after he says that she's going to be at the Savoy. Hotels yeah. or press conference. I but, love this guy working at the desk because, like, the way in which he throws out all the helpful information. All I could think about was that joke in Wayne's World yes. with Chris Farley, where it's like, "Wow, that security guard sure wasn't helpful. Really informative." I do like that they end it like the the whole movie is like the press. Uh, are the most horrible people in the world. Yes. Uh, well, and it, you have to go to the belly of the beast, right. the press it, conference, Chris, where you become the beast. You the, are the beast. The enemy of the people, right? <laughs> yes, This of course. press conference, which is to announce she's taking a break from making movies, which doesn't make any sense. No, not you, at we, all. What, what are you, pro you're promoting that you're not working. You know what actors do then? They don't work, and then they don't have to talk <laughs> to the fucking press. They just take, that's what taking time is. You know that's what I mean? That's a Gene like, Hackman method. Exactly. You just don't work for like but two or three this, years. This feel again though, this feels like a very old fashioned Yes. Uh a celebrity would make this announcement in like the nineteen forties or something. Yes, you know what exactly. I mean? Like it seems like something right out of singing in the rain. It's just like the wrong period for actors to do this. I mean, like, you're right. Someone's sending it's ninety nine, so like maybe some emails, a fax is going around. Yes. There's a press release that's like taking a break and that's the end of it but i feel like in this moment she's giving this press conference i'm like is gene kelly gonna come out and talk <laughs> like what are we doing that, that's a great point andrew because that's a lot of this movie does feel like i, I said brief encounter but there's a hundred movies like this like that just right. lean on it and be like assume like yes these two are going to be together we just have to find out how to get there and i would have i guess been more accepting of that kind of throwback feeling if this movie was stylized in any way. Sure. But right. it's not. It's at all. It's just shot like a normal movie. Uh, like a Richard Curtis movie. It look it looks fine, but it doesn't have anything like going for it. It doesn't certainly does not call back like the golden age of Hollywood or anything like that. Um, but yeah, like he goes there and she's like, uh, uh I just won the Oscar, going, uh, I'm gonna leave forever. And then he in his pink shirt. <laughs> at, 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 oh. <laughs> Like what? If you're the manager, you know all these people, right? So you wouldn't call on the oh random guy. Yes, of course, random. Well, guy. the joke should be right. The joke is the guy recognizes because yes. it's the same dude. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. guy recognizes him from the last junket, and he just goes, "Oh yes, uh, the man again from Horse and Hound magazine." Yeah. Like that's what the joke should have been. Yes. You spend so much time talking 
about horse and hound like it's the funniest thing. You have to bring that back up right here. The gentleman from horse and hound. The last question. Go ahead, sir. And uh, no, but it's him. He has to bring up the horse and hound thing. It's yes. not even the manager. So yeah. he's like, uh, do you think maybe if uh, a, a person who had a, a failing traveling book <laughs> store said, I want to actually marry a billionaire, uh, would you say yes to him doing that? And of course she said yes. What if he told you he'd been a daft prick? A daft prick, uh, of course. And what if he got on, got on his hands and knees and apologized? It's like, a, which he does not do. Nope. And then she like, he she allows him a guy before is like, oh, how long are you staying in Britain? Uh, and she goes, I'm leaving right now. She's like, actually, Tom, could you re-ask your question? She's like, well, how long are you staying in Britain? Indefinitely. And I'm like, cool. And I'm like, oh, cool. Here come the credits. No, they don't. Here's a 20-minute montage of what their relationship would look like. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. They get married. They're going around. You end the movie. It's over. It's incredible. There is a good gag here where, because Reese Ifans at one point when they get stuck in traffic has jumped. This guy's putting his life on the line so this relationship can happen. He's running in front of cars, stopping traffic so they can keep going. So the joke is he's caught up and he gets to the hotel and he runs in. and It's it's something like, what did I miss? And he's like out of breath and totally sweating. It's pretty great. But yeah, yeah, there's the wedding. The wedding. We're walking around. We're just we're in different various different parks. There's just so much. I mean, like we uh, t- they attend a premiere together. Yes. That's, you know, a big thing. This is all that this this is the three hours, folks. This is what it was supposed to be, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, we end they have now found their own little private park. Do you notice these poor people in the park trying to just do some Tai Chi on this beautiful London morning? And these little turd children are running through their their little workout oh, setup. Mm-hmm. Where are the parents? I was afraid it was gonna be one of their kids. By the way, so like they're oh yeah, they're on the bench, the bench from the earlier part of the movie, and Ugrit is reading, and she is pulling a putty, which yeah. is just like. So do you want a magazine? Nope. nope. <laughs> You're just gonna stare into space. Yeah, that's right. Because she's just staring into nothing <laughs> while he is reading. That would unsettle me so much. I'd be like, do you want me to bring a book for you? I've I got I get something else. You know, are you good? Do you- but, but perhaps a, a travel book. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to stare into space. Of course. <laughs> uh, with child. Yes. Oh, no. is she pregnant? I missed Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She's, yes, pregnant. she's She's sitting there. I mean, so I think that's kind of what takes the attention off of it. I mean, if you notice the belly bump, it's like, oh, she's just kind of like sitting quiet. Pregnant people need to be entertained as well. I don't know, man. Just get a fucking magazine on the way. She's watching those fucking turd kids ruin the Tai Chi class. Oh, why does why does our baby look look a a lot like that uh, devil Jeff King? (laughs) That (laughs) devil. You know the Alec Baldwin looking chap who also exists in this world because he was mentioned in the article. Oh How right, about Blackfin, your submarine picture. Why does my Why does my son have a very hairy chest? <laughs> why 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 does my baby have a He's hairy a chest? Baby. He's, oh yes, He's telling me what to do around the house. He keeps telling me to suck it. Why Why must I suck it? Our baby's first words were, "Here's the thing." <laughs> but what is the human centipede anyway? Why 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 does he keep on putting Tom Six movies on? Well, I keep putting them on because Tom Six is a visionary genius. The director of the Human Centipede will be joining us for the hour here on Ears. 
on WNBC, uh, oh. WNYC. Yes. Oh, he's playing. He's playing podcast. Isn't that nice? <laughs> uh, but that is the end of this movie. Here uh, we go to credits. Um, and that's that's the end of it. She... That is the end of it. <laughs> yes, a lot of lot of Elvis Costello to take us out, of course. Um, but yeah, hyper hyper successful movie, man. Like I said, huge uh, smash, three sixty three mil, almost three sixty four mil worldwide. Unbelievable. Go around the horn here, though. Final thoughts, uh, Eric Cisco. Uh, yeah, um, I see what people, I guess, like about it because it it hits certain, those certain beats. It's a it's it's i'm not gonna you know we just went through it there it would be nice for music or whatever so it's not necessarily the best made movie but for a rom-com mm. it it, it kind of gets where you need to be uh i don't personally envision seeing myself ever watching again i uh watched it for the first time yesterday so uh yeah it's it's certainly a movie <laughs> uh steve sanek yeah it's not for me uh it's re- like i said it's really slow i find the lack of score kind of oppressive i find kind of just like the i, I don't think they have great chemistry i think that her character is written really poorly where she just comes off like what about finding out like what was it like when before she became an actress was she like you mm. know what i mean was she a tomboy was she always was she a beauty queen was she anything like you mm-hmm. know what i mean like right. let's let's get in there and well, figure out who this character is before we start just everything diet since 19 sure that's that's what i need uh, got it. Sure. Yeah. uh but yeah whatever uh it, it's, it's not for me though uh i can see people liking it i don't care for this film uh chris cabin oh yeah it sucks uh the uh, well everything <laughs> i mean like yeah there, she's not really a character like the uh, i wish she was but like she's not uh and there are moments when you're about to have those conversations in the movie and they're like Hey, what happens if we listen to these four guys talking about boning her? Because mm-hmm. uh, there are like scenes like that where there she she's like, let's talk about your divorce. Let's like have a conversation like people who are in love would do, uh, and it never happens. It's just all very like, it's just love. It's just love, and like I don't even get the it, Eric just said like it's just a normal rom com. I'm missing the romance and the comedy from this rom com. <laughs> you gotta be British or something. I guess, but like, <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. I think it's just bad. And that's, I guess, where I'm getting at. It's, it's just bad. I think you're and right. I, though. I don't want it. She's not a character. No, I wish she was. I really do. But like, it's just uh, neither. Like, he's got a little bit more going on, but like, she's just got the celebrity thing and that's it. Um, so yeah, I would say don't watch this movie. I don't know if I, I guess I do. I guess I do prefer nine months to this. I don't know why, but Ooh. I think I do. It's a me- uh, it's messier at least. I think I laughed at that movie once, so maybe I have to give it to that. But anyway, th- th- both of these were s- the terrible movies. But yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I I think uh, I I like this movie a little more than you guys do. I don't think it's great. It is too long. Um, I think as far as like of these movies, uh, it's kind of leaning on the better side. But like, it's the edit is what kills this. I feel like there's other shit in there, possibly even learning more about her that's just cut out and it's a really bad job. And I think like you just need to consider when you're going to shoot these like big scripts and shit, like maybe we shouldn't shoot this all. Maybe this script should be kind of pared down before we get into production. And in the writing phase, we can make sure that things still make sense and people feel like characters and not make a big three hour thing and then have to cut so much out of it 
they kind of feel like little shadows of you know real characters i will say though uh i the nine months thing i don't know chris because just any kind of like baby comedy you're losing me a little bit more uh this is this movie is baby free so i'll give it that i will also say if you want uh, uh a a more updated um julia roberts rom-com that i thought was actually pretty entertaining and the two leads 100 percent have chemistry together uh, from two years ago, Ticket to Paradise, her and Clooney. It's a pretty funny movie, and it's under two hours. It's funny because there's, I think there's, they're going to Indonesia in that, right? Uh, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure because I was like, oh, oh yeah, they go, they go to Bali. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, when are the guys from the Act of Killing going to show up and just have at <laughs> people? <laughs> like, just, yeah. Have oh, at oh, it. This wasn't in the travel book. that is going to do it for this episode of we hate movies as always folks if you want more we hate movies check out patreon.com slash we hate movies uh where this month on we love movies we got an episode all about david lynch's dune oh yeah uh from 1984 that's going on we got a real sad ass uh Kathy Valentine's Day special for AD. Is that right, Steve? That is correct. Uh, we still haven't watched that yet, but I guarantee it's going to be gr- grim. Uh, ack, uh, ack, yeah. ack. Real <laughs> head in the oven shit with a Kathy Valentine's Day special. Uh, Eric, who are we talking about on the Gleep Glossary we this We are moment? talking about the gruesome twosome, Cape <laughs> and Mothpack. I might be saying it wrong, but you know, hold on to your britches. Join us on the Gleep Glossary, and I'll make sure to bone up on how to say it by then. <laughs> uh and last week in the whmu of course chris cabin we released uh the latest once in a lifetime which was what is the walls are watching in which uh we get a hider in the house not so much hiding i'm gonna say that not enough hiding <laughs> i wish there were more terrorizer in the house a terrorizer in the house there <laughs> sure, you go sure, perfect sure. there we go that's yes uh it's a it's a hell of a movie you gotta see this thing <laughs> uh, we also, by the way, this coming this Monday on On Screen Live, you want to tune in at noon on YouTube. You always want to tune in because they're great. But this Monday specifically, we will be revealing the March lineup uh, for Listener Request Month. So that's going to yes. be really exciting. Yes. Hell yeah. That's right. The whole drawing. We're mm. not just going to be saying Oh, no, stuff. yeah. We're going to be pulling shit out of hats and stuff. Yeah, so we're, we'll be learning in real time with you all. Yes. Uh, this coming Monday. Don't miss it. Subscribe to that channel, youtube.com slash we hate movies. Do it. You're missing out on some additional fun stuff. Absolutely. And if you would enjoy, if you would prefer listening to this show, We Hate Movies, without any of those pesky commercial interruptions, you can check out ad free WHM on the Patreon as well, the $8 level and up. It's the same exact episode minus all the ads. So if that's your bag, Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. Now, here on the main feed, Steve, <laughs> on We Hate Movies, the show continues uh, next Tuesday. We got an all new WHM talking about what? We like to tie in to the We Love Movies episode. And, you know, that's, I mean, so we're not doing a David Lynch movie on, on this feed because no, the guy no, only makes please. bangers. We do have a Patrick Stewart appearance as Gertie Halleck in that film. <laughs> so we are doing Safe House from yes. 1998. Yes. This is one Hell for us, yeah. folks. Yeah. This yes. is one for us. You got yes, exactly. But, but it'll be for all of us. If you watch along with the show, I think it's streaming everywhere, Tubi, et cetera. Yes. Check it out. It is a hilarious movie of Patrick Stewart like losing his mind. 
it's pretty great. He plays like an ex-CIA operative or something that has dementia. And Kimberly Pais- from uh, Kimberly Father Williams the Bride. Paisley. Yes. Yes, from Father of the Bride is like the agent assigned to him. We have been laughing about this movie since probably like 2005. Yes, um, right. This is a long time coming. And I will say for all those folks that, uh, you know, you hear sometimes like, oh, I wish we did smaller, you know, watch it kind of movies. This is a smaller watch it movie if there ever was one. And it has the funniest death we'll talk about for quite some time, I feel. So until next week, when we talk about Safe House from 1998, by the way, a lot of safe houses out there, 1998. Until next week with that safe house motion picture, I've been Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Eric Siska, 1998. And Chris Cabin. <laughs> Take it easy.